No portion of this program may be reproduced without the express written permission of WQAM BB Broadcast Group Incorporated. Crank out that audio, baby. It sounds like you're on Uranus. You're listening to Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Hello, Earth. Hello. There we go. Must be Ben. I mean, what a, of, of all the uh, idiotic things to say. Well, you know, when you got a, uh, stance, a huh? giant pair, you know, you got you can't just uh, sit with your legs together; you'll crush them. When you got a giant, giant pair, thighs. what about a giant watermelon? A pair of thighs, I was talking about. Oh, hey, big week to weekend. Uh, well, whatever it is, today and tomorrow, big end of the week. Today we got uh, our Neil deal at noon, and then tomorrow George is at Gulfstream. From 10 to 2, George will be broadcasting live from the Finish Line Casino on the first floor of Gulfstream and uh, plunging his guts out again. Right. And, of course, they want you to get ready for the big race on Sunday, the $350,000 Fountain of Youth Stakes. Don't you think it's kind of ironic having a race called the Fountain of Youth in Hallandale? Hey, that's where they ought to have it. I see. If anybody needs it. Well, guess what? Oh, here's a real interesting story to get started with today. Hmm. And how about those canes, baby? Those canes. Anybody care? No. Oh, my God. Well, i got to talk about something, you know. 
Boy, it's really sad. But this is that time of the year. There's no, there's no football. There's no baseball yet. There's a hockey, but nobody cares about that. And there's certainly, a, well, there's basketball, but uh, yeah. man, a cheeky artist who uses his penis as a brush has entered a racy self-portrait for Australia's top art prize. Australian Tim Patch. I hear he makes very uh, teeny tiny paintings. They're like a weenie, teeny weenie. Mm-hmm. Australian Tim Patch, who calls himself, oh, can I say this, Picasso? Excuse me. That, well, that's what it says here. It's a story. Usually exposes his talents at sex product fairs around the world, but has decided to go up market by entering a painting for Australia's Archibald Prize, the nation's top award for portraiture. In a unique painting style, Patch does not use paintbrushes, but his penis to apply paint to the canvas. I had to use my bum to paint in the background because you have to have the occasional break, Patch told an Australian newspaper. Patch entered the painting of a plastic surgeon last year's Archibald Prize, but failed to impress the judges. This year's entry depicts a nude Patch wearing only a hat, holding a black canvas to hide his brush. The Art Gallery of New South Wales and Sydney expects up to 700 portraits to be entered for the 2008 Archibald Prize, finalists to be announced in March. Well, we can't wait to find out whether the penis painter wins or not. Aren't you on the edge of your seat about that? And I'll tell you what I'm on the edge of my seat about, getting rid of this pole. I'll wait till they see that new one. I can't wait. Well, we've been joking about it for a long time. Give me time. plenty since of notice. You're, since you're such a big Charlie B fan. The biggest, and I want plenty of notice because I don't want to be shut out of this one. You know, when you switch it, sometimes people vote before I get oh. a chance to, so. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. All right. Let me print out what we got there now, the end of this one. 1,062 votes. Nice work there, Chris. 1,062, we just sat down here. Well, thank you. Yeah, no problem. And I got the new one up there now. Let's see. I don't know what to say. Oh, I'll vote. I'll vote for this one. Am I off mic? Good. Yeah, it sounds good, though. I don't care. No. <laughs> Look, we're keeping score about technical things now. Oh, yeah, this place technical. Uh, okay, here's, before I get to the thing about O.J., a day without a story about O.J., and I got a Britney one in the pile here later on, too. It's not all that exciting. Neither is the O.J. one. Here's the poll from yesterday, 1,062 vote. Now, did you vote on this new poll? It's up there waiting for you. Going. Going, going, yeah, you going, did, going. I guess. There we go. Now, did. All right. If you found a wallet with a lot of money inside, including ID, what would you really do? Really? In your heart of hearts, as they say. Well, whenever they say that, they could blow their crap away, man. Heart of hearts. What? Jesus. Give it all back. No reward necessary. 373. Give it all back and hope for a reward, but don't push it. 293. Pocket the money. Return the wallet. Claim that I found it that way. Somebody else uh, took the money, but here's your wallet. 244. Pocket the money. Toss the wallet. Don't bother finding the owner. 140. Find the owner, return everything, and insist on a reward only 12. Hey, guess what, Pally? I found your stuff. Here it is, and I want 100 bucks. I mean, you know, show a little bit of class. It's one thing to show your ass. It's another thing to show a little class. So we got to wait till tomorrow for that golf stream. Why don't you go out there right now? It would be good, and we'll do a whole bunch of horse racing stuff. Sounds great. Although it's got nothing to do with the Canes. What about the Canes? They beat Duke. The Canes. Charging hard for Pierce on the outside. It's Greco the Great who's surging up after the lead. Ohoka Ray's trying to fight him off. Pesto Hanover, a wide rally on the outside. Greco the Great, they're heading down to the finish. And Greco the Great has won it. Ohoka Ray's second. Pesto. How do you like that? Ronnie Pierce and uh, Brian Sears won two. There's your executive for you. Okay, we got the new poll up there, and a lot of people are probably thinking, you've got to be kidding us. 
You're really going to do this? Oh, say, si se puede. What does that mean? Yes, you can. Yes, it can. Oh. Oh, is that what that means? It can be done. Well, they're courting Latinos in Texas. Isn't that great? Okay. Mexicans, no doubt. I know you're not too fond of Mexicans, but... Why, why do you say that? Because it's true. It's not true. How many times do I have to say it? I've only met one I didn't like, and I can't say that about a whole bunch of uh, people, you know? Really? I'm just not one, you see. No, we're not asking whether you are one. But that's the only thing I've ever said. The fact that you put it in those terms is self-explanatory. No, it isn't. Are you an Arab? So, but I don't have to run around saying, oh, I'm not an Arab. If people keep accusing you of being one, you would say. I'm not a Muslim. If people I'm not a straight you, person. I know, but if people I'm kept calling you one, if people kept calling you one, you'd say, "No, I'm not." Well, who called you a Mexican? One day, people do it all that? the time. Who they does? find out that all my life because they're the predominant Hispanic type. Who's and they? The Who's this they? The people. The, they see your name. They go, "Oh, are you a Mexican?" And you say, "No, I'm not." That's all. They see your name. They see that your name ends in a Z. And they presume that you're a Mexican, and so you say. Well, they're pretty. Those people are stupid, then. Of course they are. Because you could be Ecuadorian, you could be like any uh, number Brazilian, of things. You could and be so you say, No, I'm not. You could be Chilean. Right. Just because you, you come from the Middle East Venezuela. doesn't make you an Arab. You could be, be Jewish. Okay, here's the uh, new poll, boy. This is a good one, Charlie B. I guess Charlie B's abandoned us, just like Brandon did too. That's okay. You guys uh, have a great life. Find out who your real friends are as time goes on. You know, those fair weather friends who are here once in a while, but then when you really need them, when push comes to shove, they ain't pushing it. They're shoving it, but they ain't pushing it. What's your favorite sandwich filler? See, he probably thought we would never do that one because I made such a mockery out of it because it's a stupid ass. It's embarrassing. It's like desperate. You know what I mean? But we are desperate to come up with polls lately, so why the hell not? Why not put something idiotic on there like that? I better get a a lot of votes. And who doesn't have a favorite sandwich filler, right? Right, cheesesteak four. That was my vote, and I'm uh, with the crowd on that. I love cheesesteak. Good, a good one. Mm. But I didn't vote for that. Cheesesteak's got four. Bacon three. I don't eat sandwiches two. Tuna salad two. Salami salami two. Salami. Now don't we have one of those? We have a lot of those. Huh? We have a lot of those. No, we got pepperoni though. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes. Uh, This is Tuba. Yes. Tuba. Could uh, you tell me if Peppy is a pepperoni? Pepperoni? <laughs> There's a couple I can't play, but uh, those are those are kind of funny. Corned beef two, turkey one, roast beef one, pork one. Oh, trafe. Feh. Peanut butter and jelly one. That was probably very jackass. Cast that vote. Ham one, cheese one. What about ham and cheese? Right. Ham and cheese and pork. All kinds of combos. Yeah, that's true. But we don't have ham and cheese. No. Better get that on there, Fatso. Meatball oh, no. two, corned beef two, cold cuts uh, two, cheese one, pork one, ham one, chicken salad one, and chicken one. And so far, sloppy Joe, omelet, liverwurst, ham salad, fried egg, fish, egg salad, chorizo, barbecue, and bologna have none. Bologna. Yeah. Oh, that, now we got one of those on there. Don't we have bologna? I don't know. Bologna? I'm sure we do. Do we? <laughs> now, do you think those were real or what? Yes. They were? I believe so. From the tube bar. Where did uh, she get those? Those were the uh, goddesses. 
the only thing original thing she ever had in her no, life. No, uh, they're not original. She got them off a CD or a record or a Jerky Boy. Well, no, I don't mean original. Yeah. But I mean, uh, oh, she, she didn't, didn't steal, steal from, from you. Me. I say yes. Well, good. Good for you, well, goddess. Coming at chapter ten at five sixty WQM. Happy Thursday. The schedule looks like this: the Jerk Show at two with Tweak on the board. Twerp. Mad Dog four to seven. Hurricane Hotline from the Ratskeller seven to nine. They're going to be celebrating that big win last night. We love the Hurricanes. They won a game. Yeah, great. Uh, Dolphins All Access High School Gridiron Report 9 to 10 with uh, John Linder and Larry Bluestein, and then the DA Show 10 to midnight. So fact in, in the church. Absolutely. Oh, you can tell your fans you don't like their demands. If they have some request, you'll just say no. And then tell Gorma Kent to tell the management you want nobody messing with your show. You're on from 10 to 2, and when your shift is through, tell George he can relax and smoke some weed. And then go tell Joe Bell that he can go to hell. He even almost makes you miss Gregory. But don't play a fart. The sound of a fart I don't think Joyce would understand Cause if you play a fart The sound of a fart You'll be in trouble with the Beasley clan So uh, Barack Obama won Democrats abroad. How do you like that? Aren't you excited about right. that? He won abroad. Good. John McCain uh, has abroad. All he sure. denies it. I think that's uh, good for the old coup that's when you right. come right down to it. Except, of course, those evangelical right-wingers, those real hard yeah, rock conservative yeah. Republican hypocrites, hypocrites, they've already been resisting him, and now they're going to really be PO'd, man. They're going to oh, fat. We don't want that John McCain. He's a philanderer. Oh, speaking of philanderers, O.J.'s longtime girlfriend was out of a date hospital today. After a 10-day stay from injury, she suffered a February 11th fall alleged. A Baptist hospital spokeswoman said Christy Prody was no longer a patient there. Prody, 32, had been hospitalized for falling and hitting her head at a Southwest Dade gas station, according to a police report. Simpson, 60, of Kendall told police investigators that Prody had been drinking heavily and falling down a lot the previous week when the couple was on vacation in Texas. I mean... How much do you have to be drinking to be falling down? Like, you know that expression, fall down drunk? Right. I'll let you know uh, tomorrow night. No. Police said there was no indication a crime had taken place. Simpson remains free on bond while he waits trial in Vegas in April on armed robbery and kidnapping charges. He faces life in prison if convicted. Oh, oh. hallelujah. Happy day. I know he's not, he's not going to get that, but wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be oh, yeah. poetic justice, sure. as they say? And then can you imagine the wake that there would be at QAM? We'd have to have uh, the water Nazi would come back and Scran and Greg. Oh, gee, what are we going to do poor OJ? That was uh, quite a sordid chapter, man, that golf tournament. That was beyond belief. But don't don't live in the past now. Let's move the hands of time forward. Sun is shining here, man. It looks beautiful. All you, right. If you could be sitting in my chair looking out the window, it looks, and most of the snow is gone, it's yeah. a beautiful day. All right. And I got oh, a nice four-day right. vacation now. Well, not mm-hmm. not from work, but I mean just uh, from life right. from in general. Angst. What? From, from angst. From grief and angst. Yes. That's right. Could this be the unreported political sex scandal that had the blogosphere buzzing late last year? Rectum. Oh. Wait a minute. Rectum. Oh. 
Sorry. The New York Times is detailing explosive charges that Republican presidential frontrunner Senator John McCain had what could be construed as an inappropriate relationship with a Washington lobbyist. Why do they always say that inappropriate relationship? Why is it inappropriate if he was if they were uh, having a good time? That he married. So. Well, that's why they say that. Aren't you? Yeah. You having any inappropriate relationships? They're all so appropriate. It's well, there you go. In an article entitled, For McCain's Self-Confidence on Ethics Poses Its Own Risk, Times reporters write that the lobbyist named Vicky Eisman has been turning up with McCain at fundraisers in his orifices and aboard a client's corporate jet. Convinced the relationship had become romantic, some of his top advisors intervened to protect the candidate from himself, instructing staff members to block the woman's ass-ass, privately warning her away, and repeatedly confronting him. Several people involved in the campaign said on a condition of anonymity because they don't want to get shot. The article continues, when news organizations reported McCain had written letters to government regulators on behalf of the lobbyist clients, the former campaign associate said some aides feared for a time that attention would fall on her involvement. A little conflict of interest there, Johnny boy. Another one of these righteous goody two-shoes, but not righteous enough for them Bible thumpers. And now, like I said, they're going to be really porked off. McCain and Eisman, according to the Times, both say they never had a romantic relationship. Of course, you can be doing this, screwing your brains out and not have a romantic relationship. That goes back to a poll you took uh, whatever day that was. Right. You could have it one way, but not the other. Right. right. In a press release at his official campaign website, the McCain campaign issued the following statement. It's a shame that the New York Times has lowered its standards to engage in a hit-and-run smear campaign. John McCain has a 24-year record of serving our country with honor and integrity. He's never violated the public trust, never done favors for a special interest or lobbyist, and will not allow a smear campaign to distract from the issues at stake in this election. Americans are sick and tired of this kind of gutter politics, and there's nothing in the story to suggest that John McCain has ever violated the principles that have guided his career. You know what that means? They were screwing their brains out. Right. That's like I did not have sex with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky, but a beep, but a boop, of course. Remember that? And his nose kept getting sure. longer and longer. Mm-hmm. Nose. Not long after the Times article was published, Eisman's bio was apparently removed from the website of Al-Qaeda and Faye, the firm that employs her. Huffington Post kept a screenshot of the bio. Blogger Will Bunch has an updated photo of Eisman posing with George W. Bush. Journalist and author Ron Rosenbaum wrote in a blog post from October of last year that he had run into a well-connected media person who told him flatly, unequivocally, that everyone knows the L.A. Times was sitting on a story all wrapped up and ready to go about what is potentially devastating sexual scandal involving a leading presidential candidate. The L.A. Times never did publish the piece. If indeed it's the same story as reported by the Times. And... The New York Times faces a gathering storm after a panoply of new report, new uh, reports suggest the paper sat on that story detailing the alleged romantic involvement between McCain and 40-year-old Washington lobbyist Vicki Eisman. Last night, two Times staffers told Politico the second lead report of the Times story, Marilyn Thompson, announced she was leaving her job at the Times February 12th after concerns that the piece hadn't yet run. Thompson said she was returning to the Washington Post. Rumors had circulated internally that Thompson had been working on the McCain piece and was dissatisfied it hadn't yet run, according to two-time staffers, the sites Jonathan Martin and Michael Calderon. Martin asked Times Washington Bureau Chief Dean Baquet if sitting on the piece had anything to do with her departure. I'm not going to go into stories that may or may not run in the paper, Baquet said. I had long conversations with Maryland. It's about her regarding the post as home. Thompson's byline is the only one of the four authors not linked on the Times piece. What's more? McCain aide Charlie Black said late last night that the Times had only moved their piece because another piece was to come out in the New Republic. 
After the New Republic's reporter began making phone calls to the Times, they decided to publish. In a statement, the magazine said they would run a piece today detailing behind-the-scenes efforts at the Times. In a blog post, New Republic senior editor Noam Schreiber wrote, The McCain campaign is apparently blaming TNR for forcing the Times' hand on this story. We can't yet confirm that, but we can say this. The New Republic correspondent Gabe Sherman is working on a piece about the Times' foot dragging on the McCain story and the back and forth within the paper about whether to publish it. Last December, conservative news and gossip site The Fudge Report floated a story of hearing that McCain was in a ferocious behind-the-scenes battle not to publish a report saying McCain had given special treatment to a female lobbyist. A ferocious battle. During the 2004 election campaign, Drudge published an apocryphal story alleging John Kerry had an affair, so Drudge's McCain story seemed to be of dubious authenticity, like most of what Ms. Fudge puts on it. But Fudge's claim may warrant a fresh look following the story's release. Just weeks away from a possible surprise victory in the primaries, Republican presidential candidate John McCain has been waging a ferocious behind-the-scenes battle with New York Times, the Drudge reports learned the site remarked, and has hired D.C. power lawyer Bob Bennett to mount a bold offense against charges of giving special treatment to a lobbyist. Save the drama for... Your mama? Right. For Obama. So there you go. John McCain. You know, I think a lot of people are going to be shocked. Well, you know, Viagra works wonders, even for a hundred-year-old coot like John McCain, evidently. He must be popping him like um, Pez, like Mickey said. I'm popping Gaviscon like Pez. Ever take Gaviscon? Sure. Just this morning. Get out. Okay. No, that's actually Maylox. You did? No, Maylox. Fruity tablets. <laughs> oh, the really good ones are the, um, what are they? I don't I'm know. I'm trying to think what they are. I got the empty bottle in the uh, crash can. Not Rolades. Rolades? Yeah, Rolades. Really? No, I like The ones the, uh, for gas and bloating and Yeah, uh, I got the Maylox uh, multi-symptom. Mm. It does wonders. I don't think these do any good, but man, they sure taste great. It is too little, too late. I'm so sick of the Clintons, but Rock's a man, for Rock's a man, he's got our tan. Spray on him. Oh, Obama, no Clinton drama. Oh, Obama, oh, Obama. Are you a registered voter? <laughs> oh, what an ending that was. So was that cute or what? Not. It was adorable. Almost as good as that poll today. I'm embarrassed by putting that thing on there. Probably there are people talking behind my back now. Of course, a lot oh, of people yeah. talk behind my back. All the time. Faggot. <laughs> oh, the old man put a poll on there. You wouldn't wish on uh, Footy. Oh, Footy's still doing uh, the pizza thing, by the way. What's the best pizza? You know, It's taken him, what, about 85 weeks to uh, figure out what's the best pizza in town? That's the way it works when you put uh, two of them on there a day. Instead of just putting a list of all of them on there and seeing who gets the most votes. What a moron, man. What a jerk. What a, a talk show host from hell. Everybody's a talk host. Keep that in mind. No matter whether they oh, spun, spun wax or a dreidel. What? It's inspiring that anybody can be a talk show host. Is it? Sure. A strong earthquake struck the northeast corner of Nevada this morning. 
The U.S. Geological Survey said the quake was 6.3 magnitude at a depth of 6.2 miles below the surface. The epicenter was about 150 miles from Salt Lake City, Utah. By the way, here's a lesson for all you people that want to be president someday. Do not come to South Florida and eat a lot of deli. It, it didn't work well for West Clark, and it didn't work at all well for Rudy Giuliani. So if you think that's the way you're going to win the hearts of the voters in South Florida, forget about it. Okay, Stay away from the delis. Oh, by the way, when is it going to be the Rascal House closing? It's April, isn't it? I don't know. Remind, we ought to mark it on the calendar. I'll, I'll dig that up somewhere, and we'll find the day the Rascal House officially is going to close its doors and become Epicure Market or whatever it's going to become. Oh, what a day that's going to be. What are we going to do now? Oh, you may. Under Sheriff Rocky Gonzalez of Elko County, Nevada, told the AP, there are unconfirmed reports of damage to buildings there. Elko County. That's way up northeast corner. Why should we worry about earthquakes in Nevada when they have all those nukes underground, you know? Uh-oh. We have cracks in our walls. Jane Kelso, who answered the phone at Motel 6 in Wells, Nevada, told AP. Wells is 10 miles from the epicenter in sparsely populated eastern Nevada. CNN affiliates in Salt Lake City and Boise, Idaho, reported getting calls from residents who felt the temblor. I have never seen that word before in my life. Have you? Nope. T-E-M-B-L-O-R, the temblor? Nope. How about the tumbler? The USGS told CNN it received 59 reports from people in 40 zip codes or about 2 million residents who felt the quake. What does that mean? Forty zip codes where there are two million residents and 59 people said, I, I don't get it. Is that supposed to be like a big sentence, a big deal? I don't know. I'm not paying attention. Oh, there's that idiot, that uh, Marvin Kalb, or which, uh, what, how, what's his name? Howard Kurtz. In this way, we Howard also Kurtz, he really hurts. Reliable sources. Not saying, you should live yes, so long, okay? You phony. That was, um, you phony with a really bad, bad hairpiece. Had a lot more. Look, my God. sources are controversial in journalism. They've been used. Now, I'm not really sure it is a hairpiece, but if it is his real hair, it's bad. You know what I mean? That's really bad oh, yeah. when your real hair looks like a hairpiece. Hairpiece. He didn't have any. Now, let me ask you this. When he finally... Um, see, I don't understand, because remember he came to work that one day with his head shaved like I got mine now? Yeah. Now, is that the story? Is that what was under the uh, toupees or, or what? Oh, who, who will know? We'll never know. We'll never know. Right. Well, I'll be damned. We should have I investigated presume. that when the mole man was still around. We should have taken a peek. Yeah. I presume... Most of the toupee uh, situations that you see, it's the uh, the toupee is a top piece blended into the side parts, and I'm pretty sure that that's what he had going on. But we will never know. What, what do you mean by that? You know, it's not a full-on wig. You know, what? a toupee just sits on top, and then you blend <laughs> that <laughs> hair with the hair that grows around the sides of your yeah, head. Right. In other words, you just go bald on top. So I'm pretty sure that that's what he had going on, same as uh, most people. But then when Bowling he decided ball. to shave it, he just shaved Chew everything. Ball. I can't stand Howard Kurtz. He really hurts. Eight or nine years ago, but look, because McCain what is a self-anointed crusader against special interests and money, uh, excessive money in politics and that sort of thing, it is certainly legitimate to look into letters. Yeah, that's right. We need uh, Mike Huckleberry, baby. That's who we need. Forget about John McCain and all you Republicans out there. We need Huckleberry Hound. Boy, talk about a pushover. He couldn't win a fixed election in his uh, hometown. Good golly, Miss Molly. Oh, you're wrong, Neil. He won a few primaries, and then Bible thumping states good. Thump this. Thump the stars. I'm looking at that poll. I don't know whether I want to read it or just puke. I mean, I put it up there just as a, I don't know, act of desperation. Let's do the pizza thing. <laughs> oh, my God. How long could you have the same damn poll on there? I mean, granted, it's not the centerpiece of the show. I'm sure he's got a lot of those very important civic guest on, you know, like the head of the sewer and water authority and things sure. like that, but nevertheless. 
Garrett Sloan from the Dade County Sewer and Water Authority, my very first guest on WKAT. Thanks a lot, Sid Levin. Sid the Kid. I wonder if Sid's still alive. You know, don't you every now and then wonder about people that we haven't heard from or about? I mean, I've heard from Sid. I spoke to him not that long ago, a few months ago. Very few. Very few what? I wonder about very few people, like whatever happened to them. Like the Knott's Landing lady, whatever happened to her. You mean on this show? Oh, she disappeared yeah. a long time ago. I know. Well, she showed up at my house a couple of times. Okay. Stalking? Unannounced. What? Stalking? No, not stalking. Just oh. uh, to come by and be friendly and say, oh, look at all the weight I lost. Then I think she ballooned back up again. And, huh. and, and don't you remember she almost died or something from no. the Atkins diet? No. Yeah. She got very sick from it. Oh, and speaking of being sick, Brandon is out there today. You got some nerve picking on our good friend Brandon when he's been sick most of the week. Well, you know what a hard ass I am. Yes, you are. Well, he is out there. He's back today. Thank God. Thank God for that. One thing about that. Now, that would be a really good poll to take some time, although I don't know. Most of our people probably are not on MySpace or Facebook or any of those. There's a zillion of those different things. Have you ever met anybody that you, in person, that you met on a... um? A thing. Internet. Uh, okay. How do you say it? You, you know what I mean. Met that you met online. Have you ever met someone in real life that you met online? Right. Now, you have, I'm sure. Well, not just uh, not out of the blue. There are people that uh, were fans of the show. At what some do you mean point. by that? In other words, they start out as fans of the show. They go to the MySpace site when we started promoting that we had our MySpace sites. Yeah. And then you get to know each other that way. By the way, David, you're still a moron. He uh, had a re- felt compelled to respond yesterday. I read that that tripe, that swill that he put on there, They're giving me instructions on how to live my life. Come on, old man. And then he writes us some cryptic crap. Oh, it's just a radio show, for Christ's sakes. And then P.S. Ah, oh, the heck with it. Yeah, the heck with it is right, so go away, David. You're an idiot. You're a total, absolute idiot. Anybody who's uh, like a, you're a stranger. You're a stranger. You don't know me, and I don't know you, and I don't. And as far as knowing you, I don't wanna. How do you like that, David? Whoever you are in St. Petersburg or whatever other bum fork place over there on the West Coast, God, he's probably in Pinellas Park or some place like that. Maybe even in Temple Terrace. Christ Almighty! Oh well, you know, I'm just trying to be helpful. Uh, go away. Just get out of my life. Quit trying to run my. What a yenta. Bill Clinton says Texas could be Swillery's last stand. That's what Bubba says. There's a Texas-sized stumbling block on Hillary's comeback trail. Even her most devoted surrogate, her husband Bubba, acknowledged the do-or-die stakes yesterday in Beaumont, Texas, conceding that a loss in Texas or Ohio would likely doom her candidacy. If she wins Texas and Ohio, I think she'll be the nominee. If you don't deliver for her, I don't think she can be. It's all on you, he said at the beginning of his speech. A series of demographic and organizational challenges are coming together to make the Lone Star State an extraordinarily difficult venue for Clinton with their campaigning in a decisive win to overcome Barack Obama's growing edge in convention delegates. With polls showing the Texas race essentially tied, several independent political analysts say that even if Clinton takes an overwhelming share of Latino voters, she'll be hard-pressed to carry the state, much less capture a large share of delegates. How do you like that? And the unique way that Texas awards delegates could force Hillary to take as much as 55% of the state's votes just to break even in the battle for delegates, said Richard Murray. I wonder if he's kin to Jan Murray, that book uh, his lawyer, you know, his lawyer friend, Jan Murray. They've gotten some bad breaks here, Murray said. Texas is not well set up for her, and the Obama people have figured that out. It's tough, but they got no choice. They must win down here and win convincingly, and it seems unlikely. Unlikely is what he's saying. How do you like that? And Bubba says, if she don't win there, finito. Bye-bye. I'm <laughs>
biggest names. The best talent. This is the You done, bitch. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Not my junior, honey. Some stations give you cars. Some stations give you cash. But this station's going to make you rich and famous. Rich and famous. That's right. We're going to get you your own fact-based TV movie deal. Movie of the week. Just speak of a seventh caller when you hear this sound. <laughs> and we'll send some sultry 16-year-old sex bot over to your house to shoot your wife. Start a religious cult in your backyard and implicate you in the bombing of the World Trade Center. And because you were there, you'll be able to sell the rights to your story to the this station is not responsible for lack of network interest if A, your wife survives the shooting, B, some of the cultists survived the fiery inferno, or C, it turns out that you were nowhere near the World Trade Center at the time. Rich and famous. What a has got nothing on you. Keep listening to win. 1045, there's your president. And the people of this good country must understand the United States will stand with you as you rebuild your country. Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to do here, George. Just stay there, W. W. What does it tell you when you got a president named W? Like oh, yeah. WQAM, like that. I noticed Joe Rose says that all the time. W. W. What's that? No, I didn't. That's because you don't listen. You oh, better start listening, mister. How else are you going to learn about Canes basketball? The Canes. I man. know all I want to know. What do you mean by that? Nothing? I'm nothing. Exactly. Talk about a moron. A 21-year-old Clearwater man was arrested at Temp International last weekend after security personnel found a box cutter in a hollow-out book. Benjamin Barnes, Jr., there's a picture of him here. He's a uh, light-complected dark guy. If convicted, Baines faces up to 10 years in prison, up to a $250,000 fine for a federal charge of attempting to board an airplane with a concealed dangerous weapon. He's currently serving a 30-day sentence after pleading guilty Monday to a state misdemeanor charge of carrying a concealed weapon. What kind of a moron would have a hollowed-out book with a box cutter in it? For what purpose? To be About 7.30 Sunday morning, airport security ran Benjamin Baines Jr.'s backpack through an x-ray machine and saw the image of a box cutter, according to a report from the TSA. When searching the backpack, a security officer found a book titled Fear Itself. The book was hollowed out and the box cutter was inside. The only thing we have to fear is Benjamin. After Baines was read his rights, he said his cousin had cut away the pages to make the hollow section in the book. Later reports state he said he had hollowed it out himself to hide money and marijuana from his roommates. Well, there you go. I say more power to him. Right? Now it starts to make sense to me. Right. Although that doesn't tell me what the box cutter is doing in there. After Baines was read his rights, uh, let's see, I just read that. Baines told officers he was moving back to Vegas and forgot the cutter was in the book. Officers found books in the backpack titled Muhammad in the Bible, the Prophet's Prayer, and the Noble Koran. He also had a copy of the Koran and the Bible. Oh, my God, talk about a dangerous, dangerous terrorist. How do you like that? Muhammad, my ass. Several sheets of paper in the backpack included rap lyrics that referred to police, narcotics, weapons, and killing. Baines uh, told officers he's a rapper who writes his own lyrics and that rap music writers need to play the part. Whatever that means. Officers performed a background check and found no record of crimes or active warrants. He was charged with carrying a concealed weapon and booked into Orient Road Jail. At his first appearance in court, excuse me, in court Monday, Baines pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 30 days in jail. According to an employee with the Hillsborough County Clerk of Court, he remained in Orient Jail today. What day was this? Yesterday. Well, he's probably still there now. The U.S. Attorney's Office also filed a federal charge of attempting to board an aircraft with a concealed dangerous weapon. The federal charge against Baines was filed Sunday, not announced until today. They said Baines will be arrested by U.S. Marshals upon release from jail on the state charge. Oh, he's got big tourists, baby. Don't be cutting out uh, 
cut away uh, sections of books and stick uh, box cutters or bombs or hand grenades or stuff like that in there. Not a good idea if you're going to go on a plane, right? Right. Idiot. How dumb do you have to be? You know, well, he's got that Koran thing. He's got the Bible. Oh, my God. Talk about two dangerous books. What's your favorite sandwich filler? <laughs> I bet you never dreamed I'd have the balls to do this poll, did you? When I told uh, you right. this morning I was putting you're this right. poll up there. You eat short. I plot. Yeah. In fact, I think we have it on tape, don't we? One moment, please. Here it is. There it is. <laughs> Remember those days, man? Oh, a lot yeah. of fun in those days on the radio. A lot of laughter, a lot of chortling, a lot of uh, crap. It was good. Mm -hmm. Now we just uh, don't have the other, uh, we just have the crap. What's your favorite sandwich, filler? We got 160 votes. That's not too bad here in the first hour. What time do we change this, baby? Like about 10 after 10? 10 10? Probably about that. 10 10 wins New York. 10 10 CFRB Toronto, baby. With boring Brian McFarlane. I wonder if he's still alive. I think he is. What's your favorite sandwich filler? Cheesesteak 21, roast beef 14, roast beast, peanut butter and jelly 14, tuna salad 13, corned beef 10. See, the audience doesn't have any problem with this. They're going along with it because they're loyal and, uh, you know, they know I'm an idiot. Turkey 9, cheese 9, bacon 9, meatball 8. Oh, there's nothing like a good meatball sub. Mm. You're right when it's good. What's good one? With cheese and oh, yeah. Right. Oh, a good one. Oh, yeah. Not a bad one. Some provolone or some Swiss or something. Yeah, like the bad ones are the ones that have like those little balls, you know. Yeah. Oh my uh, God! Who wants a sandwich with little balls? Nichtfamir. Barbecue seven, ham and cheese six, Nichtfamir. Salami six, cold cuts six, cold cuts. Now wait a minute. I'm sure that there's uh, in that cold cuts. Yeah, here it is. What about? I knew there was in. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for my friend. It's supposed to be their cuts. His name is Cuts. K E T Z. Six, chicken salad five, liverwurst four, ham four. I don't eat sandwiches three. Whoever heard of anybody who doesn't eat sandwiches? I, I don't know. Maybe they're on the Atkins. Oh, that's true. I never thought about that. I'd like to be on it, but I can't I do it. I, I just can't do it. It's the only hope for me to stay alive, and I can't do it. It's there. It's waiting for me. It's like the brass ring. Just reach out and grab it, and I don't want it. Like that. You know, I just can't do it. I know. Uh, I don't eat sandwiches three. Pork three. Fried egg three. Oh my God! Fried egg, my ass. What a grotesque thought. Big pan. Egg salad two. Chorizo two. Chicken two. Sloppy Joe one. And none yet for omelet. Ham salad. Fish or bologna. Bologna, and it's spelled B L B A L O N E Y. Come on, Charlie B. You can do better than that. Charlie B. abandoned us, I believe. I think he's pissed off, and you did it. Sorry. Putting down all those stupid polls he sent us. What's wrong with you, man? First you piss off Brandon by saying right. he abandoned us. Sure. And he's been sick as a dog all week. Uh-huh. Thank God he's back today so we know he's okay. Now, have you ever uh, confabulated with him or not? Brandon? I know you and the professor are very tight. What about right. Brandon? I think we exchanged messages once. Really? I'm Did not you? sure. I don't know. If, I think if he we hates did, it was you a long like time poison. ago. Maybe no, he, he does. That's fine. No, he, no, he doesn't hate you. He hates uh, Cordis. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's the anti-Josh Cordis. That's wrong. 
I thought your brain was going soft. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Right, yeah, buffer. The family had a lot of buffers. So no votes for baloney. Now, that's surprising. I guess Robert Creeper and uh, and uh, Barry Jackass haven't voted yet. Although, I guess Barry voted for peanut butter and jelly. What's so good about peanut butter and jelly? I'm just... Uh, uh, I don't know. Never I don't again. Know. I'm not a big peanut butter guy. Years ago, when I was a kid, I guess, we all used to eat it right out of the jar, you right, know, with a knife. Right. Never again. I don't want to smell peanut butter on someone's breath. I don't yeah. want to smell curry on their body. Oh, my God. There's nothing worse than, you know, you see somebody really, really attractive from India, you know, really beautiful person, and you, like, uh, get within sniffing distance. And, oh, I, oh, I don't want to sniff that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You ever get near something and you say, oh, I don't, I don't want to sniff that? All the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo! Yeah. You, if you catch my drift. You do, often. Brent Podowski on the Smirking Chimp says the Hillary Clinton slush fund, dirty tactics, dirty money. This is scathing, okay? That's why I'm reading it. Scathing. Rips are a major, big, fat, ugly ass. He says, I predict that we will ultimately learn in future disclosures that the Hillary Clinton campaign today is functionally bankrupt. I predict we will also learn that she's loaned her campaign more money than has yet been disclosed. With the latest revelations of Clinton friends and close supporters creating an independent campaign fund, which will ultimately be found to have violated campaign finance laws, we now see the union of dirty tactics, dirty money, and desperation. Remember that song by Jane Morgan and Roger Williams? It was Desperation. I know. Remember that? No. No. On Cat How old is that? What? How old is that? No, it was Fascination. Oh. You wouldn't know that either. Well, the chicken no. egg probably does. Yeah. Let's call it what it is, a Clinton slush fund run for the purpose of attempting to saturate the airwaves with negative attacks that a near-bankrupt campaign can no longer afford to fund itself. Let's be direct. The more Hillary Clinton keeps escalating her desperate demolition attacks, folks like myself will have no choice but to respond bluntly and directly because of the damage she's doing to the Democratic Party, not to mention her own future. Hillary Clinton, the CEO, has been a disaster who has mismanaged more than $100 million, mismanaged what everyone calls her message, mismanaged political strategy, and mismanaged political tactics. When voters reject her tactics and message, she's reduced to trying to overturn the verdict of the voters, and because her campaign money has been mismanaged, her friends have to create an independent slush fund using dirty money to finance dirty attacks. It's wrong enough for a candidate who's failed to excite voters to be reduced to nothing more than a negative attack machine against a candidate who lifts voters through true leadership. Now the dirty tactics must be financed through dirty money and what I call a slush fund and what I predict the law will call a violation of campaign finance laws. Hillary Clinton has learned nothing from the failures of her campaign. The effort is doomed. The campaign will soon be over. This slush fund of independent money to dump negative sludge on the airwaves will be seen by political historians as one of the last gasps of a sad campaign that began as a coronation and will end as a fiasco. Oh, I love it. It began as a coronation and will end as a fiasco. Rogers name. The best talent. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Maybe you spend a lot of time around other men. In the locker room? In the shower? Maybe you play to the NBA. You're retired and you have the need to express yourself. Nothing says it better than a card. New from Smallmark, the Tim Hardaway Collection. Each card with a built-in chip opens to play a heartfelt message. I hate gay people. The Tim Hardaway Collection features the most offensive thoughts in a lovely package. Close-minded, ignorant sentiments that...
question what's really going on with the sender. Um, um, you know, I, I let it be known. I don't like gay people. Say it with a card. When you claim homophobia and protest too much, it's a cry for help and a greeting. The next time you have an opinion that's inappropriate, but you just have to say it, dig a hole for yourself by sending a card from the Tim Hardaway Collection. I hate gay people. From Small Mark, when you care enough to make a jackass of yourself. All right. It's 1101 at 560 WQM. Don't forget Jerk's ass. He'll be along at 2 this afternoon with his uh, board op producer uh, idiot, Eric Twerp. Speaking of uh, twerps and idiots and buttsuckers, I have an email here. You'll never guess who it's from. David. No. No, an in internal email from inside the building. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Think sales hole, leather puss. Pete Lenny. Yeah, there you go. What a good guess. It says good morning with two exclamation points. Hope you have a good show. You missed some great sucking in our sales meeting Tuesday. Wow. In fact, it said Ray Chris Jones. Remember Chris Jones that he was kissing his ass because Chris got some award for uh, being some uh, big shot? Yes. Thanks for pushing my Cocoa Asian Grill today. Appreciate it. Sell them out, buddy. Appreciate it. Well, what does that mean? Like I'm doing him a favor? Having yeah. these very fine people bought the advertising on this show and on this station and be a part of our 50-50 deal, which is coming up in less than an hour? What does that mean, appreciate it? What a, what a suck hole you are, P.D. Lenny. Oh, my God. Jesus, God Almighty. Isn't he? Yes. <laughs> is that a rhetorical question? I didn't know if I, that needed an answer. What a suck-up job that was. Right. And then again, there's always... We could suck up to him and be real nice to him and kiss his butt. Right, but enjoy your day, it says. I will, as a matter of fact. I haven't been in this good of a mood in a long time in spite of that guy, David, on MySpace. Hey, guess what, David? Everything's looking great. The sun is shining. i got four days of total freedom here now. I'm going to go to Woodbine at 2 o'clock and have me a wonderful time. And plunge my guts out, win, lose, or draw. How do you like that? And just no. See, I can understand now. I never dreamed in my wildest dreams. Oh, and Crazy John says hello too. By the way, remember Crazy John? Sure do. How can I forget? Now, what's that drop in? Where's uh, forget about the uh, meat or whatever that says? I think it's under little. Little? No, it's not. You're you're crazy. Okay. Little what? I th I thought it was under little old caboose, but maybe not. Oh, old caboose. Old Arnold, old fart, old farts in the condo. No, maybe it's just under caboose, as in the caboose is loose. There it is. I don't care hey. what mommy says about the meat, guys. Just shut up and keep on chewing. Well, good luck to you, crazy John. Hang in there in spite of Petey Lenny, okay? So there you go. There's my uh, message from Petey Lenny trying to suck up. Oh, have a great day, and thanks for taking care of my sponsor. And by the way, as far as crazy John's concerned, we love him profusely and wish him all the best. But there's a lot of other people out there in business, too, Petey. I just thought I'd mention that in passing. He never sells any of them on the show, but that's okay. He's he's kind of like a fat boy junior, you know what I mean? Talks a good game, but he never sells the show. That's all right. And by the way, Brian Schmutz, hell of a job on that one account that you inherited on the show when you came back. Hell of a job. They're gone. <laughs> Heck of a job there, Brian. Brian Schmutz, ladies and gentlemen, another sales hole. But we're kicking ass. We got that billing way up there, and Jolly Joe's all excited about it, and Chris Jones is winning awards, and Petey Lenny is sending all kinds of stupid-ass butt-sucking emails. All right. What more could you want? 203 on the sandwich filling. You know, that's in just uh, less than an hour, I think. Right? Right. Yep. Well, it's not too bad. In other words, they, they hate it, but they don't hate it as much as you guys thought they would. And Chris, I'm sure, is especially thinking, what's he putting that pole on there for to make me look bad? Yeah, look I had that. no problem with you putting it on there. What? You can put any pole on there you want. Well, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. That's very white of you. Uh-huh. 
Texans appear poised to favor Republican frontrunner. Of course, all of these other stories now are before the big expose here, the scandal or the schmear or the schmear the queer or whatever it is about old John McCain. I think it could only do him some good if the public thinks he could actually get it up again. I mean, he's 72 going on 100 easy. He looks at least 100 without all that grotesque pancake makeup they schmear on his puss. But anyway, that, that aside, that aside... Yeah, right. And then he gets up and he, him and Italian, they walk across the room and they embrace and they give that, that Italian kiss on both cheeks, like that. Oh boy. Like when Michael kissed Fredo, remember that? After Mama died, Mama Corleone? Mm hmm. And he he had Fredo in his arms and he looked up and he looked at Neri and he he gave Neri that nod, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh huh, uh huh. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Fredo went fishing. Uh oh. Anyway, McCain is, um, Poised to win over either Swillery or Barack Obama, according to a brand new Texas poll today. That, that's only in Texas. Assuming McCain is the Republican presidential nominee, 52% of the poll respondents said they would vote for him, 44% for Barack Obama. Swillery does even worse, 55% McCain, 42%. So Obama is 8 points behind, she's 13. And nationwide, she's 14 points behind. I know we had that yesterday, but let's say it again. Nationwide, Obama's got 52%, and she's got 38 14-point lead, huge and growing by the minute, by the second. He's won 11 in a row now. Democrats abroad gave him victory, too. I don't know how many delegates. The results are not a surprise. CNN polling director Keating Holland said, Texas is a pretty red state. You can say that again. However, a conservative third-party candidate could skew the results and spell trouble for McCain, according to polling results. In that scenario, 19% of Texas poll respondents said they'd vote for the third-party candidate, 37% for McCain, and 41% for Obama. How do you like that? If Clinton were the nominee, 23% said they'd vote for the third-party candidate, 37% McCain, and 38% for Swillery. Wow. You hear those sirens out there again? See, I don't have to worry about what the siren is now. Oh, I was starting to say before that I never thought at at any stage of my life it would be like a parent, you know? Right. And I have an unofficially adopted child, but I do. And now I'm beginning to realize I, I would have been a horrible parent. I told you that many, many times, the worst. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm just a drama queen, man. Because I never realized that there are so damn many things you can worry about all oh, day. Yeah. Every, you know. Oh, yeah. But you know, because you're course. a parent. you got right. two kids, and right. you actually wanted one of them. <laughs> as long as I live, I'll never forget that call. I'm in right. that horrible, unsanitary apartment in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and the phone rings, and it's George! Right. See, what you're off base about is in oh, my case, and in most parents' cases... Nobody planned for any of them. So you're acting like you didn't want one of them. Nobody ever planned for any of them except for these people that go into fertility. Well, you sure, man, you talk out of both sides of your head. That's not true. You infer so much. You make up the opposite of everything. You are madder than a wet head. I wasn't mad. I was distraught. I was distraught. Distraught? You don't think I was the first time? Listen, let me try to correct you once again. Let me try to correct you once again. Let me try to correct you once again for the millionth time. You don't think I was distraught the first time? I'm not changing anything. You don't think I was distraught the first time? Did you know well, me the first know time? That. Did you know me the first well, time? No. Well, then how do you know I wasn't distraught and beside well, myself the first time? That. I would have right, exactly. Very and that doesn't thrill. make me unique or different. That's everybody. Unique, oh, my God! No, if you were eunuch, you couldn't have had the kids. Right, right, right. But see, things happen, and you make the best of them. And then right. you wind up uh, realizing you get that... tricked into hey, making one? <laughs> what's original and unique about my situation? This is how it goes. This is how babies are made, women tricking men. How about men tricking men? 
Do they? Anyway, I don't want to delve there. I don't want to go there. No, but like, so like I just said, being a parent is an awesome responsibility, right? and it's just, uh, I don't know. And by the way, it doesn't matter how evil your mom is and, and whether or not you were created as a plot device. That has nothing to do with the kid and whether or not you love them, Mr. Old Information. Oh, I understand that. Right? I didn't say you didn't love both your kids. Why did yeah. I ever say that? You imply that. I don't Continuously. Imply. You are so full of turd, man. Yeah, when you say things like, oh, you wanted one of them, you think I would give up anything for my oh, kid? Oh, Jesus, it's just a joke. What the hell is wrong with you? Are you, are you a demented soul or what? Well, you say things like that on the air. Oh, you don't want his kid, don't want his kid. Yeah, that's not me. That's not me, nervous Nelly. I never said it was you. Okay. It's a close personal friend of yours, though. Uh-huh. Just leave me alone, okay? Chicken act, leave me alone. I'm doing the best I can. I went to bat for you. did a hell of a job. You ought to be kissing my kneecaps, okay? Just bug off. Christ. What, what does that got to do with what I was starting to talk about? I thought that was a very warm and fuzzy thing that almost made me like human there for a minute. For a minute. And then these other people, would these so-called fine other parents. friends of mine, would give me a song mm-hmm. to dance about. Well, yeah, you've got a, you've got a sexual attraction there. No, I do not. You know, see, if there's, let me just tell you one thing. There's a difference between being affectionate, like you are with your kids. Right. Right? Right. You hug them and you kiss them or whatever. Sure. There's a difference between being affectionate with somebody and having a sexual desire for that person. Now, if there's one thing I can't stand, and this is what really pissed me off about that David jackass on MySpace yesterday, is when other people tell me how I feel, what I think, right. how I feel, mm-hmm. et cetera, and so on. Well, they're what's up inside, inside your head. head. Right, they're inside your head. And well, your how head. do other people know what's inside my head? They've got they the, don't. They've got a they camera in there. They got one of those little cameras that they stick inside well, people. They, they had a camera in there. Yeah. They'd sometimes see the things that I'm thinking lately, and they wouldn't be too pleased. Okay? Don't tell me what I think. Don't tell me how I feel. Don't tell me my, what my motives are. Okay? All you experts on old Neil. Okay? But nevertheless, somebody gave me some good advice this morning. The professor he said, you know, when your friends piss you off, just ignore them. Just pretend mm-hmm. you know. Works for me. Let it go in one ear, not the other. Yeah, they get the hint, and then they stop that crap. No, they don't. Oh, they, they're never going to stop. In my case, they do. Well, in my case, they don't, and they never will. Oh, no, you're wrong. I saw, I can see how you're so affectionate. Yeah, right, okay. Whatever you say. 215 vote on the poll about your favorite sandwich filling. One of the worst, one of the most embarrassing. And you know something? Even at that, it's better than carrying on the pizza poll for like 600 days, okay? Tootsie, tootsie. Pathetic. Just pathetic. Embarrassing, humiliating, and degrading. Will. Think program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Yes, absolutely. Doi, 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 doi. Gelsey, Gelsey, <laughs> talking on a sports show, trying to be macho. Your voice sounds just like a seven-year-old girl, a little sports whole shill. What else are you there for? Gelby, Gelby, talking like a baby who needs a little training. Why can't you understand? You don't sound like a man. Remove the rubber bands. That joke, your scrotum. come. Gelby, Gelby, Gelby. Gelby. Your lucky management don't care, cause Kelly, you don't belong there on the air. And Kelly, the sports can't wait till your voice cracks. 
Because anyone who sounds like that should find another job. Yes. And they should only take you back when both your BBs drop. Oh, Kelsey. Kelsey. When you're gonna grow up, you make us wanna throw up. <laughs> you silly squeaky poo. Go to broadcasting school. Your free pubescent voice makes you sound like a putz. You're a putz. Uh -huh. You're a putz. You're a Okay, I'm sure Chris can enlighten us on this. I'm sure everybody out there in Radio Land is on the edge of their seats waiting for the answer, too. So what's the story with Geldy other than doing the Panther games on TV, squeaking through the uh, Panther losses? I have no idea. See, I had such high hopes because you've got your finger on the pulse of these things. Oh, I do? I thought. No. You always have uh, some inside scoop from this one or that one. I don't know who your sources are, nor do I want to know them because then I'll say it on the air and then they'll stop talking to you. Exactly. And well, no one has said anything did it again. You abandoned it again. You know. No one has said anything recently about him, so. About Geldy? See. Si. Well, last time we heard about him, he was there auditioning for a job again. Remember that? Yep. He was out there like a vulture, just waiting after the uh, humper was uh, on the way out, and after it appeared that maybe I would be on the way out. I, I don't know whether I am or I'm not. All I know it's the 21st of February, and I show up every day, and I'm doing a fine job, if you ask me. And last rating was spectacular. Not good, not sensational, spectacular, outstanding, a miracle, a freaking miracle, okay? Am I right? What? Mm-hmm. Well, now, what is your story? Are you still uh, licking your wounds about uh, your kids and all yes, that other I'm stuff? Yes, I'm licking my Why? wounds. That's what I'm doing. Anyway, I never even got to the story about um, no, go ahead. the phone call in Amsterdam, which had nothing to do with what you're all defensive about. Mm -hmm. Well, it had something to do with it, but you were telling me. I, I don't know. Did, did you tell me that during that phone call about the fact that uh, your wife was in the family way, or was it, uh, I don't know. And then he started saying to me, well, you just keep having a good time. Enjoy yourself. It was like a non sequitur. I mean, like he was talking to an empty phone, you know. Right. And then I realized that somebody had walked in the room in the middle that's of the right. That's right. That's what you were telling me. That's right. And you were going, meh, meh. No, you okay. weren't. No, you weren't doing I was that. asking you a very simple question, and that's, uh, you know. Oh, that's right. You were asking me if I was going to give you a bunch of money, and I said no. Right. And then that's what happens when <laughs> I say no. Meh. See, because I I done it the summer before. That's when they right. started with this. It was a very schedule. simple question. I mean, sorry if I sounded emotional because I was, but it was a very simple question. Do you know how long ago that was? I know. Hundred years I'm ago. Sorry if I sounded emotional. Why Why are you getting yeah. like all defensive and the you know? Well, what's the point? It was a very simple question that I called you about because I needed to plan right. my future. Because you need to plan your future. Things said, no, changed. I got no more money for you. Things changed, so I needed to budget. Things. Right, and I, I said, "Well, don't." Uh, sorry don't to bother you, money. but I need to be budgeting over here. Now he's apologizing for bothering me five years ago or whatever the hell, yeah. six years well, ago. You know, I hate to do that, you know, because I know you got a lot of people bugging you, and I don't want to be one of them. A lot or, of people bugging me for what? I've never wanted to be someone who bugged you. Bugged me for what? For any reason whatsoever. Oh, calling you up, bugging you. I know you don't like to be bugged. I, was I don't like to be bugged. That's for damn sure. I, that's what I heard. Although, uh, how, let's see, we had to pull on there a little over two hours, a little over an hour, one hour. Oh, it's only 11.20? Jesus, God. You know, four hours is too long. 230 votes we got on there. That's, I don't know, in an hour, that's not too bad, is it? Not great. It's not spectacular like uh, paper or plastic. I'm, I'm almost thinking we ought to replace that poll, too, and come up with like a real one. Oh, yeah, I got one right here. You do? No. <laughs> <laughs> you are... Seriously, that, that's one. Everybody's mm -hmm. got their weakness, man. And you, as far as coming up with poll questions, 
That's just not your bag. It is not. It is not it my is bag. It's not your sack. It's, it's a tough one. I mean, every once in a while, but I... Come up yeah. with something new and different oh. and interesting. Like, what's your favorite pizza joint? Right. No. I still can't get over that, you know? And, and that's on WYOD, a station that we worked at for many, many years. That used to be like a really great radio station. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, and now, take a look at what they've done now. But nevertheless, don't be knocking in too much because they might be knocking on the door again. Well, we sure would love to have Neil. No, they don't. I'll talk a good game, but nobody wants to spend any money. That's the problem in this business. The rest of your radio is basically uh, finished, as we knew it. It's done. Oh, and also, guess what else is uh, dying on the vine? Is satellite radio. Oh, I read a piece uh, the other day. Oh, man. Sirius and uh, XN, they are losing their ass. They, got re- they are hemorrhaging a sea of red ink, from what I'm reading. If Howard would take, like, less than $100 million a year, maybe they'd make some money. How much do you need? You know, how much does a guy need? And you think question. with all that money, maybe you get a nose job or something. I mean, how right. much money can can you spend? Right. How much can you spend? I mean, if you tried to spend it all before you died, when you have that much yeah, already. Yeah, but when you've got, you got to feed your ego, man, that's what that's all about. The hungry ego, ego trip. I see. Well, here's the details on that story about Democrats abroad. And there are about 50 votes. I don't know what it is. Oh, no, 20,000. Barack Obama won the Democrats abroad global primary and results announced today, giving him 11 straight wins in the race of the Democratic presidential nomination. Oh! The Illinois senator won the primary in which Democrats living in other countries vote by Internet, mail, and in person, according to results released by Democrats abroad, an organization sanctioned by the National Party. Swillery has not won a nominating contest since Super Tuesday more than two weeks ago. More than 20,000 U.S. citizens living abroad voted in the primary, which ran from February 5 to February 12. Obama won about 65% of the vote. Voters living in 164 countries cashed votes online, while expatriates voted in person in more than 30 countries, including Canada, too, by the way. If I, if I knew that, if I knew I could vote here, I would have done that. Not that I need to, but why didn't I do that? At hotels in Australia and Costa Rica, at a pub in Ireland, and at a Starbucks in Thailand, they voted. The results took about a week to tabulate as local committees around the globe gathered ballots. This really gives Americans an opportunity to participate, said Christine Sean Mark, Marks, the international chair of Democrats abroad. There's no comparable primary among Republicans, though the GOP has several contests this weekend in U.S. territories, including party caucuses in Puerto Rico on Sunday. Your good friends, the Ricans. Now, you've got to admit you don't like them. I've never said anything of the sort, nor thought it, and no one can say they've ever heard me say anything like that, or about Mexicans. The Democrats abroad control seven pledged delegates at the party's <laughs> national convention this summer. However, they grip. Must, maybe it's just me. Maybe my mind is going, maybe I'm suffering dementia. Well, there's no question your mind was gone a long time ago. Oh, okay. However, the group system of dividing the delegates is unique. <laughs> could create an anomaly in which Obama and Clinton end up with fraction of delegates. Well, the party will send 14 pledge delegates to the convention, each with half a vote. The primary was used to determine nine people, or the equivalent of four and a half delegates. Obama won 2.5, and Clinton won two. Two and a half people. The Democrats abroad will hold a global convention in Vancouver, Canada, in April to select other five people who will attend the convention. This will represent the remaining two and a half votes. The system creates the possibility that Obama and Clinton could each end up with an extra half a vote after the, at the convention. Democratic parties in U.S. territories use similar systems in which they send twice the number of delegates, giving them each half a vote, but their systems are designed to ensure that candidates don't end up with fractions of delegates. Whatever that may I don't understand the thing I just read. And that's okay, because neither does anybody else. Unless maybe there are some political mavens out there. I really doubt that. Well, you know, like some of the people we used to talk to when we took calls. Let's take some calls today. Do it. Oh. No. Double dog. No. Dare you. Big dog dare you. No. 
Ding dong dairy. What do you say, Chris? No. Okay. Chris just said no very loudly. I he heard he loves screen calls. No. <laughs> what do you say? No. No. How about it? Come on. No. Yes. No. No. Favorite sandwich filler. Let's read this list. 245 votes. I'm only going to read the ones in double digits. Cole Cuts has only got nine. Cole Cuts. There's one on there where he starts swearing up a storm. I don't know if the bleeps are really all that good. You know what I'm talking about? I, I think, think it's Alka-Seltzer. Hey, this is Ray Ruffinsor. No, not that. <laughs> Speaking of your friend Petey Lenny, Red Ruffinsor, my ass. Oh, I bet oh. it is. This is the one. stories. I'll have to listen to that on cue and, and find out for sure whether I can play it or not. That's the best one because he's doing a lot of swearing on it. Which he finally caught on, you know, when somebody cranks you like six times. That's sure, one thing I yeah. learned about some of the people on the air. You know, they get crank calls and they just uh, they can't figure it out. They get punked. That's one of the like funniest things. Like that our good friend yeah, yeah. Marty in uh, wherever it was. Remember that thing? The uh -huh. other day? Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you've been punked. Your good oh, friend oh, Marty oh. in Aventura, wherever the hell it was. Get a life, right. Marty, okay? Yeah, you fooled us for a second. Oh, yeah, you sure fooled us. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. You get a lot of big sports. Neil Rogers on Sports Hall Radio. WQAM. Is your political love life lifeless? Is there no candidate who really turns you on? Then try all-new Baroxite, the all-natural formula for stronger orgasms. Hillary Clinton does nothing for me, and John McCain left me a little limp. Then I checked out Baroxite, and I had the most incredible obasm. Baroxite stimulates both men and women. I never thought I could have an obasm just watching a man speak, but then I experienced Baroxite. Oh, God. Baroxite is not a drug. It's not an herbal supplement. Baroxite simply gives hope for a more intense, more pleasurable political experience. I had three obasms in one rally. <laughs> I felt like I was 18 again. Now, every time I hear the word change... I need to change my panties. Come, join the thousands of satisfied voters who are having amazing obasms thanks to Baroxite. Baroxite, it's the big O in 08. Oh! 11.32 at 5.60. ...and solutions. It's a choice between a politics that offers more of the same divisions and distractions that didn't work in South Carolina and didn't work in Wisconsin... And will not work in Texas. Oh, there's old John McCain. He's a flapping it, man. He's flapping his gums and flapping his thing. Wow. Barack Obama's campaign team riding a wave of 10, 11 straight victories now that we got the Democrats abroad. In the contest for the Democratic nomination after wins in Wisconsin, Hawaii, and Democrats abroad, yesterday urged Hillary Clinton to bow to the inevitable and accept defeat. <laughs> you're out, bitch. Like, you're out, Tom. Maybe I could help. Remember that? Of course you do. You're out. <laughs> You're out, Tom. Obama's campaign manager, David Plouffe,
dismiss the Clinton camp's hopes of making a comeback when the power states of Texas and Ohio hold their primaries on March 4th. This is a wide, wide lead right now, Plouffe said in a conference call with reporters. The Clinton campaign keeps saying the race is essentially tied. That's just lunacy. Crazy crap. Like that. World is full of crazy crap. All you kids out there, just remember, a lot of crazy people running around. If you see one, run like hell. Call the police and run like hell. And probably the police that show up, they might be crazy too. What's this fax? Poll ideas, actually. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know if they're good, but, you know, these days... He's never sent us a good poll. He's a good guy. Look, considering... Loyal fan. What? Considering the poll pool lately. Yeah, you're right. Like I said, great polls, Alex. (laughs) Now, now that is... uh, The second one is really shocking. In fact, I'm I'm thinking sandwich filling against that one is, uh, I don't know, tough call. The first poll, what restaurant chain has got the best desserts? No, it does have a choice on there. I don't eat dessert. I very rarely eat dessert. I would like to, but I better not, you know? Right. I'll tell you what I do uh, once in a great while, like a banana split. When's the last time you had a banana split? I can't even remember. A don't dog, you like a one? dog's age, I do. I do. Mm. A lot of fudge melted on it. When looking for a gas station, do you blank? Look for the closest one, one with the cheapest price, looking for a specific company, one that has a car wash. I don't drive a car. Huh. There's a great gas station right across from Woodbine that's got a car wash, you know. I run it through there every weekend. I run a car squeaky clean right through the old car wash. been a long time since I was running cars through car washes, let me tell you that. How about you? You run your car through the car wash? You, well, every, you live up north, you got to run a car through the car wash. Every, every, every now time. and again. But, you know, right. we have the, the car washing people. Every time you get all that salt on the road, you know, right. and all that, right. oh, schmutz. Mm-hmm. Ooh, not good. The argument from the Obama camp appears designed to paint Clinton as a nuisance candidate, much like Mike Huckleberry, who has continued to fight for the Republican nomination, even though it's impossible for him to claw back John McCain's leading delegates. At least it was up until this New York Times scandal. God only knows what's going to happen now. And can't you just hear the Huckleberry people now? Oh, hallelujah, the Lord is finally smitten, smoting uh, John McCain. You'll see. Am I right? You, you, you just know it. This comes at a time when Obama and McCain are increasingly taking swipes at each other on the stump, heightening anticipation that the two will face each other in November's presidential election, and relegating Clinton to a sideshow. She ought to be in a sideshow. She'd be perfect at the fair, you know what I mean? At the carnival. Clinton's hopes of upsetting that equation turn on delivering a convincing performance in tonight's Democratic debate in Austin, Texas. It'll be on CNN, by the way, certainly not News Network. And on gaining traction for her argument that she's the best candidate in a time of deepening economic woes, campaign officials admitted in their own conference calls with the reporters. Clinton unrolled the first side of what her campaign called a harder-edged approach to the economy in a speech in New York and in TV ads which appealed to night shift workers. It's time to get real, to get real about how we actually win this election and get real about the challenges facing America, she said. I'm not running for president to put Band-Aids on our problems. I'm running to solve them. Right. The message was aimed at voters at the ailing industrial state of Ohio where Clinton needs to win by commanding margins if she's to have a chance of a comeback. You know what I think her chances of winning by a commanding margin in Ohio are? Nil and much less than nil. Nil, nil. But as the results from Wisconsin indicated, she's being deserted by even her most ardent supporters, the working class voters she'd been banking on in Ohio, and middle-aged white women. They're saying, bye-bye, Swillery. Bye-bye, honey. That's what they're saying. The Clinton campaign also appears to have miscalculated with a last-minute burst of negative ads in Wisconsin. Her team had accused Obama of plagiarizing his speeches from the Democratic governor of Massachusetts to Val Patrick, but the attacks appear to have alienated undecideds who turned in big numbers to Obama. They're sick of her crap. 
And in Hawaii, he got 76% of the vote. 76 to 24 in the Aloha State where he was born. How do you like that? 76 to 24. You know what they call that back where I come from in upstate New York? A good old-fashioned whooping. And I think that's what some of, some of the people in this station need. A good old-fashioned whooping, you know? A whooping or a whipping? You got a big leather belt. A strap? Just a strap. Rectum. That's right. Does your daddy have a strap, a leather strap? Yours did? No, even he had a belt. Okay. Well, one time he, like, uh, whipped me with a belt. Mm -hmm. He was a bastard. He was a son of a bitch. I've been told. A real cold-hearted, nasty. Mm -hmm. I told you that great line. There's no such thing as love. It's just a word. Mm -hmm. that, that was the kind of it. In fact, you could have made ice cubes in the kitchen, not in the refrigerator, just on the floor in my house. Wow. In the living room, you could have made ice cubes. And probably in the bedroom, too, but I don't want to think about it. Oh, well, what a thought. I, I think that happened at least twice. Oh, God, what a horrendous thought that is. I think they used the, that hole-in-the-sheet thing. <laughs> yeah, like the, like the uh, magic underwear, right? <laughs> I wonder if the Mormons do have, because they generally tend to have, like, lots of babies, don't they? Like the uh, yes. Osmonds had that huge family. Yes. It's like 80,000 Osmonds. It's uh, part of the stereotype. But not necessarily, but yes. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, there are exceptions to every rule, but uh, they tend to enjoy large families. They tend to make babies like rabbits, like the right. Muslims, man. i got more more a future terrorist of the universe in my building here. Wow. You wouldn't believe it. And the women with the full burqas and the whole deal. I've told you that many, many times. You think I'm joking. Many Muslims here, just jillions of them, including my terrorist cab driver, who's les lesbianese. Although he's a good Catholic now. That's one thing about the Catholics, man. They leave no stone unturned. There's no part of the world where they aren't busy converting and uh, making people an offer they can't refuse. He's got the rosary beads hanging from the rearview mirror, you know. Oh. And I think it's a plastic Virgin Mary in there too, not a plastic Jesus. Hmm. Maybe he's hedging his bets. No, I don't think so. No, he's a good, uh, good Catholic. Goes to church on Sunday. Yeah, that'll get you when to he, heaven when he feels like it. When he's guaranteed, moved, you know. Guaranteed what? To get you to heaven if you go to church. Look at 265 votes on the sandwich pool. I think I'm going to change it to one of these other ones. You want to do that one about the restaurant chain? I don't want to do it about the gas station. Come on. In fact, we could actually do what, what brand of gas do you like best? <laughs> Wouldn't that be good, huh? Right. I, I How about gas from the... Right. That's always How about good old-fashioned leaded gas? How come we can't get that anymore, you know? I miss those good old days with the leaded gas. Yeah, how, how many years has that been? That, it's been that many years since also you get full service at a gas station. Remember those days? Oh, yeah, what do you do with they that? They come then? out and they check the, all the washer, full food service, and all that stuff. wash your window, right? Right, check the oil. Dip your stick. Yeah, they, they check your dip stick. Mm hmm. Your dip schmidt. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's what happens when uh, Tweaks there goes to the gas mm -hmm. station and check his you dip roll over that little hose and it would go. Yeah, that's right. The, uh, you roll over that little the grease monkey would come out? Now, now you got to pay money to get air. You know, If there's anything in the world right. that pisses me off about <laughs> gas stations, is having to put a quarter or 50 cents in to get air. I mean, <laughs> come on, people. Am I right? Yeah. Hey, what you kind of electricity? Of garbage is that? Well, they figured out another way to fleece you. Give me some free... I mean, the price of gas, of course, is such a bargain anyway. And thanks again, Mr. Good President. Thank you for you, sir. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Oh, God. Hello, Galeen. Oh, what are you doing here? I, uh... Just came in to pay you a little visit, pal. I'm all naked in the shower. Why are you taking off your clothes? 
Ain't you ever seen Psycho? Yeah, but he got his clothes on. Well, for your information, this helps me feel closer to nature. Is that your ass pointing at me? That's right. And I'm in a very bad mood. Yes, I've got athletes on <laughs> Would you mind removing your foot from my ass? It stopped. And? And uh, we're naked. Now look at the fine mess you got us into. Now, instead of just standing in this position, do you have any ideas on uh, how we can get out of this thing? Let's try to move. Uh, I'll be your third leg. <laughs> Take it easy, take it easy. This ain't going away. It's got to be another way. Wait, I got it. Let's play my cycle and roll like a human wheel. Okay. All right, here we go. Get that off my lips. I said get that off my lips. It's hard in this position. I know. It's 14 to noon at 560 WQM. I sure missed the two of them together, man. It was so cute. Weren't they together? They were. They were each other like poison. Of course, Mo, he hated everybody. Well, it was part of the comedy. Anyway, somebody says, please add chopped liver to the pool. I would say Grunas or Kishki, but I usually don't put those in a sandwich. I can actually see putting Kishki in a sandwich between some nice rye bread. Mm. Sure. The place here that used to have the deli, well, it's not really a deli anymore because the Goyim took it over. But uh, they used to have a good kishki here. I told you that, but it's long gone. No more kishki, no more um, uh, kosher uh, weenies, stuff like that. That's what happens, man. Too many Goyim in the world, and all that Jew food is vanishing rapidly. In fact, now you've got to make sure that the food is all halal. You're always talking about, um, and, and you're right. The relationship between Semites, uh, the Semitic peoples, and it's true. Well, sure. You know, the Jews got kosher, the Arabs got halal. It's the same crap, you know. So you got a different name for your God. It's all, uh, y'all started That's together. right. Abraham was, you know. It's all the same Babylonians, right? man. Abraham was what? A Babylonian. He used to Babylon? All the time. And mm-hmm. some people actually believed him, which is crazy. Oi. How about Abraham Solomon? Your granddad? 284 on the pool. Now, we're going to change it again. Now, I wonder, I just faxed another pool to... Uh, see, Eric's going to be caught off guard. Is he actually with us, or did he bail out, figuring that we already changed the pool once, and that's going to be it? I'm changing it again. I'm embarrassed by this one about the sandwich filling. And you ought to be, too. You talked me into it. Yeah. What's your favorite sandwich filler? I mean, Charlie B., desperate, desperate. So I'm doing the one about which chain has the best desserts, but Eric don't have it up there yet. Is he in the window? Is he uh, with us? Is he alive? He's in the window. How, how do you know if he's in the window? What you does see that his mean? little name there. You know, you've been in a chat room at least for a second. Yeah. Well, you know who's in there. I've been in a chat. Yeah, I have actually. Well, then you see the list of the people that are in the room with you. Off There's nothing the more fun than going into a chat room and, and interfering with other people's uh, nonsense, you know? I wouldn't know. And making a mockery of them. Oh, yeah, it's fun. The Democratic nomination is now Barack Obama's to lose, says um, Ron Fournier. He says it's panic button time for Clinton. All right. After 10 consecutive defeats, which is now 11, including a heartbreaker in TaylorMade, Wisconsin on Tuesday, Swillery can't win the nomination unless Obama makes a major mistake or her allies reveal something damaging about the Illinois senator's background. Don't count her out quite yet, but 
Wisconsin revealed deep and destructive fractures in the Clinton coalition. It's panic button time. Oh, my God. That explains why Clinton's aides accused Obama of plagiarism for delivering that speech that included words that had been first uttered by Deval Patrick. The charge bordered on the hypocritical. Clinton herself has borrowed Obama's lines, and it by itself was unlikely to have an impact on the race. Clinton claimed Tuesday that reporters, not her campaign, pushed the plagiarism storyline. That's not true. It's a freaking lie. The Clinton camp hopes to produce other instances of rhetorical theft and show a pattern of bad behavior. The danger for Obama is anything that undercuts his image as a candidate who rises above politics. Something like this might work to Clinton's advantage. Obama's backtracking on a pledge to abide by spending caps in the general election, and his explanation is bogus. Obama is undeniably raw, less than four years removed from the Illinois legislature. He stands at the brink of the Democratic nomination and will soon go one-on-one in debates with a tough and savvy former first lady, like tonight on CNN. The odds of a misstep are low, but not impossible for these reasons. Clinton will grow increasingly negative. Obama faces more scrutiny as the new frontrunner. His performance in multi-candidates debates was uneven, and the charming Illinois senator has never faced political crises. Should Obama stumble in the next two weeks, does he know how to recover? Clinton certainly knows how to bounce back. She helped her husband, Bubba, recover from near-death experiences during his White House run and rebounded herself after a thumping in Iowa. But her rival has won the most states, earned the most pledged delegates, and has all the momentum. Swillery needs to win Ohio and Texas March 4th and Pennsylvania in April to narrow Obama's lead among pledged delegates. Only then could she argue with a straight face that a majority of the nearly 800 free-roaming superdelegates should back her over Obama. Only one of them can win, and it doesn't look good for her. The chances of Obama doing something that's going to cause a major problem are about as low as her doing something that will turn it around, said Democratic strategist Bill Carrick, who's not tied to either campaign. When you start pressing to come back, it's usually the person who's behind who makes the mistake. Ignore the Clinton advisors who argued that Wisconsin was just a bump in the road en route to tell all March 4th primaries. Listen instead to the message sent by her ragged coalition. Obama led among whites, widely among white men, Moderates and those earning less than 50 grand, all bastions of Clinton's past strength. Obama and Clinton split the vote among women, erasing her one-time advantage. Demographically, Wisconsin was a warm-up for Ohio. Nearly 90% of Tuesday's voters were white. About 40% are in less than 50,000 a year. Nearly 60% of them have no college degree. And half are over the age of 50, all demographics that had tended to favor swillery. In a sign of desperation... The Clinton camp floated the idea of poaching delegates that Obama earned via elections. While allowable under Democratic National Committee rules, the tactic would likely divide Democrats along racial lines and set the party back decades. It would be the ultimate act of selfishness and foolishness. Even Clinton must realize there's little she can do to win the nomination. She can only help Obama lose it. She can't win it. He can lose it. Got it? Got it. Good. Now let's uh, see if Eric has got the uh, new poll to switch to or not. There he does. Nice going, Eric. He's the best. Don't I always tell you that? And you say, oh, no, he's... Uh... No, that's Chris that always says that. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was Cordis that used to say that, wasn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, it's a long time ago. He used to say Eric was a putz, something like that, fat putz. We're almost up to that time, man. Pretty soon it's going to be noon, then we're going to be selling them certificates. We have a lot of pressure, man. I thought the stress was all off now with Paco on that bus. They must be almost halfway to Montreal, eh? Well, not, I don't know. I'm feeling some stress. About what? About having to go to the bathroom. Well, who's stopping you? Right. I think we can I'll handle wait. it for what? I'll wait. Why is that? Wait for what? Wait for the break? Hey, listen. Yeah, exactly. Try to pull it off in a timely fashion like, uh, you know, like my mentor does. <laughs> my inspiration. 
Well, be sure and take some uh, crazy glue along with it, because if you pull it off, you might want to change your mind and glue it back on. <laughs> what restaurant has chain has got the best desserts? I added Denny's. I'm sorry. I apologize, Alex. But, I mean, you know, some people are going to like Denny's, right? Denny's has those pies. They're good. There's nothing That's wrong right. That. Those Mother Humper pies. I forgot. Those are damn good. Anyway, here's the final result of the other of our second poll. When's the last time we did a, a, a triple a header? Wow. Your favorite sandwich filler. How many votes do we have on that turkey? 292. Oh, I should have left to go for 300. Who cares? You care, Chris? No. No. Do I care? George definitely doesn't care. We know that. Nope. Favorite sandwich filler. Cheesesteak, 32. Mmm. With onions and, uh, ooh, good stuff. And better with the cheddar cheese than with, uh, like, provolone. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? I do. Bacon, 30. Like roast beef, 28. Roast beast. Turkey, 18. Peanut butter and jelly, 18. For Goyam. Tuna salad, 17. Cheese, 17. Meatball, 16. You shove in your sausages, your meatballs, a little wine. Cut the crap. Corned beef, 16. Ham and cheese, 12. Barbecue, 12. Cold cuts, 10. Uh, chicken salad, 10. Salami. Salami, 8. Liverwurst, 8. Oh, do you like liverwurst? I sure don't. Mm. It's mushy, man. Yeah, I like mushy no, foods. I'll pass. Like uh, like refried beans, for example. Anything mushy. Ah, ooh. Pork six, fried egg six. I don't like anything that comes out the same way it went in, you know. Ham five, egg salad five, chorizo five. I love chorizo, but not in a sandwich. And I, well, maybe I would, but I never had no sandwich. Right. I can't eat that bread. Just I don't eat, eat sandwiches four. Chicken four, sloppy joes three. Well, I haven't had sloppy joes in a million years. Were they really that good? I don't think so. Nah. Fish one. Who the hell likes a fish sandwich? I guess uh, Mickey D's maybe, huh? Uh-huh. Bologna one, chopped liver none, omelet none, and ham salad none. Well, one for bologna. Thank God for that. Thank the Lord we got one for bologna. Bologna. How's that new poll coming? Here it is. Are you adding all these votes together today, Chris? No. Well, we had two nine. We had three hundred on the previous one, and now twelve. So. What are you talking about? We had three hundred on the poll. We just switched. Yeah. And now we have 12, so up to 312. And what about the one from yesterday that we finished off? We had like uh, 15,000, something like that. I don't know. Wait, what, 15,000? Yeah, something like that. What restaurant chain's got the best desserts? Here's what we got on there so far. Denny's, Friday's, Ruby Tuesday's, Cheesecake Factory, which is not going to get my vote, Bennigan's, Chili's, Applebee's, Longhorn uh, Steakhouse, Roadhouse, where I don't eat dessert. What restaurant chain? Not what restaurant individual, like, you know, Burns Steakhouse or something like that. Restaurant chain. Are we leaving in the office? What about Red Lobster? I like it now, but I never had no dessert there. Yeah, I, no opinion. I guess I'm going to put I don't eat dessert. Okay. okay. I try not to. I shouldn't. Should I eat right. dessert? You should not. No. How do you know? Because you're diabetic. Again, tell me how to live my life. What do you, you're like that Dave guy. Right. Well, oh, the Cheesecake Factory's got eight. Oh, my God. Woo! Wow. Talk about heavy duty. It's 11.56. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Tonight on Bravo, James Lipton hosts Inside the Viral Video Actors Studio. Our guests tonight created an Internet sensation with what they ingested. Please welcome the two girls from Two Girls, One Cup. Girls, please tell me that in the cup was really just 
chocolate ice cream. Mm, oh, no. That was real. Mm. <laughs> it's our art. We never fake it. Oh, oh God. Uh, now the questionnaire made famous uh, by the great Bernard Pivot. I won't ask you what is your favorite curse word because I don't think your mouths could be filthier. It's the interview you can't bear to watch on Inside the Viral Video Actors Studio. Girls, promise me there won't be a, a sequel. <laughs> Okay, 1202 at 560 WQM. Don't forget, Georgia Gulfstream tomorrow, 10 to 2, at the um, Finish Line Casino. Right? Correct. Where'd George go? Don't tell me he's still rejoicing. Yes. He's rejoicing? Yeah, and the food's here, sir. And the food just came in, too. What a shame. Well, that's good. He's making room for it, I guess. Food's here, George. Well, we sold 13 of these uh, uh, cocos. We've got 87 to go. You know, when you got a hundred to sell, man, that's a lot. And usually, when when this thing starts, you know, it gets down to like ninety, and then it's seventy-five, and it's like that. But today they're a little bit slow, you know, aren't they? I just a little bit. We just started, so we'll see how it goes. We're stuck on eighty-seven. We got eighty-seven more to go. No, eighty-five. Like I said, there's a pair for you. There's a nice pair. The food's there, George. Now, what, what did they bring? Are you already digging in? I know. Uh, Petey Lenny's just starting to pull all of it out right now. Well, Petey Lenny's in there. Well, don't, don't eat it if he touches it. If he touches it, don't eat it. Okay. Because, in fact, if he puts his lips anywhere near because they've been uh, in, behind so many uh, asses lately, my God, especially Chris Jones. What a butt sucker. My God, that Petey Lenny, the worst, the world's worst. Phony is a $43 bill. Oh, you're back. The food is there. Yes, it is. Chris Woo. just told me Petey Lenny is there, busy uh, sucking up to everybody. we got 84 left out of 100. i just give you a nice promo for your thing at Gulfstream tomorrow. You're going to be there 10 to 2, plunging your guts out. You know it. Taking contributions from the audience, cash contributions accepted in any denomination, and tips from the crowd. A road rage incident in East Orange County... Yesterday morning, between two motorists, ended in a high-speed chase and a shootout near an elementary school. Crazy people with guns again. All right. Orange County Sheriff, this is Orange County, Florida, obviously. Orange County Sheriff's Office deputies arrested Louis uh, A. Davis, 40, and Victor Vilchez, 44. Davis was taking his daughters, ages 6 and 11, to school when he started firing at Vilchez. Huh. Nobody was injured in the shooting that ended a few blocks from Chickasaw Elementary School. Agency spokesman Deputy Carlos Padilla said one driver faces charges of aggravated battery. Charges were not available on the other motorist. Initial reports show that sometime before 8.20 yesterday morning, Davis was driving his white Honda behind Vilchez's blue and white Econoline van on Egan Drive, just west of Goldenrod Road. Davis felt the van was going too slow, so he tried to pass him, but Vilchez started to speed up. Both drivers then started racing down Egan Drive, Padilla said. When they got to Autumnvale Drive, Davis overtook the van. The driver of the van then rear-ended the Honda. That's when the bullets started flying, baby. All right. It's the Florida effing way, my God. Davis pulled out a gun while his daughters were in the vehicle and started firing rounds at the van. Vilches pulled out his gun and fired back. Davis stopped at a home on Garwood Drive and dropped off his daughters. He then continued to pursue Vilches throughout the neighborhood. Padilla said Davis spotted the van and started to shoot. The van then crashed into a passing vehicle. Sheriff's report show the deputies recovered a 45 caliber Taurus uh, semi-automatic and a 38 caliber Caltech, uh, Caltech automatic. 
Davis and Vilches had valid permits to carry a concealed weapon, but he has said the chase and shootout left residents and deputies in shock. I saw two deputy cruisers speed by, and the deputies yelling, Get in, get in, said an eyewitness who was about to drop off her daughter at the school. Deputies called a high-speed chase and shootout un- unbelievable. Believable. This is a residential street with pedestrian traffic. It's a nice neighborhood with kids and families, but he has said even in law enforcement, this is shocking to us. They're all going Oh, my like God. That. Now, what's this fax? Oh, look at that. Callers 5 and 6 right now at 800-227-0560 win a $50 certificate to Coco's Asian Beast Joe in Bar in Fort Lauderdale. Callers 5 and 6 right now at 800-227-0560. Oh, that's nice. Ain't it? Yep. Since we usually have no promotional anything on this show, I mean nothing. I hear Joe, they're giving away this, they're giving away that, tickets to, uh, what's her name, uh, all, all that stuff. You know what's her name? What? And what do we get? We get flea. We get the, you know. We got some flea food. How's the food? It's, well, tell you what. <laughs> 82 to go, by the way. We got 100 certificates we started with. We got 82 cocos to go. We had a lot more 81, like I said. Slowly but surely, you know, that's how you get the job done. Slowly but surely. That's what McCain said. That's how he did it. While I'm riding on the airplane. <laughs> that's how he was doing it, while riding on the airplane. Like George, he's a member of the very high club. That's right. Now, how are we going to know? Is Fleet going to come running in and say, okay, we uh, gave away these certificates? Yes. He is? He will. Or did he already do it? No, Call us five and six right it, now. What? I just went and told him you were reading it so he would go over there. Oh, I see. Did he come running back yet? It sounds like you're gagging on the food there, George. I am uh, eating it. I mean, I've got now, my chew mouthful. It. Don't gag on it. Chew it. I'm not. This is no gag. Did Flea come in there? Because I don't want to keep reading this if they're already gone. No, he has huh? not come in here yet. Callers 5 and 6 right now at 800-227-0560 will get a $50 certificate to Coco's Asian Bistro and Bar in Fort Lauderdale. For free. For zero. For zippity doo dah. I mean, if I have to be, push something for free, that's not a good sign. Hmm? Not a good sign. That means like maybe nobody's listening today. Maybe they're all well, took today yeah, right. It takes time to write down the information for two people, so, you know. What do you mean by that? Well, he's giving away two certificates, right? Yeah. I'm sure they're already going. Yeah. You're sure? Positive. Okay, mark that down. 1208, George Rodriguez says, I'm sure they're already gone, okay? Just like the certificates we got there. They're gone. They're they're gone. gone. See? You know, once they're gone. Once they're gone. Are they gone? Yes. Gone. We still have 81 left on the uh, website. Boy. Woo! It's going to be a real heavy load to carry today, you know? It's just one of those things. Well, you know, it's President's Day week. You know, don't you think that has a lot to do with it? No. Nope. I, I do. I don't. Oh, and this thing with the Marlins Stadium, my God, if there's anything we don't need. You know, it's one of those things, it's like Rimmer. We were talking about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about you, Marlins. Don't you understand? Nobody cares. There's a small, very dedicated core of uh, fans, if you want to call them that, who come out, they slip out there with their jerseys on and with all the other paraphernalia and with their ball gloves, and they're like, uh, you know, and that's it. That's that's it. Nobody cares. If you say you want to go to the Marlin game, you know what they respond? I don't want to. They don't want to. How about for free? We still don't want to. But they just they refuse to go away. They've been threatening to go away for a long time, and they won't do it. So, they, you know, they keep begging. They come with their hat in their hand, which I still don't understand what that means, with their hat in their hand. Like, like beggars, humble, like schleppers. Exactly. What? Like humble. You take your hat no. off when you want to suck up, you know. 
No, that's not what that means, is it? Sure it is. Oh. As Miami and Dade County stand poised to cast historic votes to grant the Marlins a long-sought new baseball stadium, I better go to the Marlins website. Yeah, I'll, I'll let uh, Chris, you be in charge of that. Um, okay, we'll do. I'll let you keep your fly on it. All right. 79. C. 79. The ticket, 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 ticket. Let me go to the Herald website. One moment, if I can find it. Where is it? Oh, there it is. No, because if something happens once they vote, it'll be all over the websites mm-hmm. there. Miami Commissioner's OK Stadium plan. All right. Now, wouldn't you think that since we're the sports station, and for many years we were the Marlins station, and we're supposed to be the big shot sports station, that somebody from our staff would have come running in there and said breathlessly, oh, here's a bulletin for Neil to read, put it on the air, the Marlins stadium has been approved. No, i got to find it myself. The plan to build a retractable roof stadium for the Florida Marlins was approved by the Miami State Commission. Four to one vote today. Dade County Commissioners must still approve the proposal. A vote is scheduled for later today by the Dade County Commission. And I noticed yesterday the Dade County Commission is moaning they ain't got no money. Oh, we don't have money for this, we don't have money for that. But they got money for a stadium, I guess. As Miami and Dade County stand poised to cast historic votes to grant the Marlins a long-sought new baseball stadium, an analyzation of the deal's financing shows that while the club is on, on the hook for construction overruns, it would reap bountiful benefits. Oh, great. Meanwhile, the cost of the public could increase. Oh, even better. County and city commissioners are voting on the $525 million stadium plan today. City of Miami already approved it 4-1. to one. Now, keep your eye peeled. How are we doing on those certificates, 79? Uh, yes. The plan, which also obligates Miami to build a $94 million parking garage, does not address a critical issue. How to pay for millions of dollars of infrastructure improvements to move utilities and improve roadways. But it sets the revenue stream clear. Despite being on the hook for a fourth of the $619 million construction job, the Marlins receive all stadium-generated revenue. City and county leaders said the infrastructure will be addressed in future agreements, but some commissioners said they will call for clear answers. I'm in favor of a stadium, but at the same time, I need to know where the money is coming from and where it's going, said Miami Commissioner Tomas Regalado, who said he will vote no if his questions aren't answered. The article in the Herald doesn't say who voted or who's the one dissenting vote yet. But I'm sure going to keep updating it. I'll be on top of it because our sports crew isn't on top of it, man. They're like busy eating lunch. They're on a two-hour lunch. Attorneys and economics professors who have seen the contract say other questions must be explored as well. For example, they say the $94 million estimate to build a parking garage may be low. For another, they question how the Marlins would handle construction cost overruns. Dade Mayor Carlos Alvarez addressed the state of issue during his State of the County speech yesterday, urging approval and saying the club can't survive without a new place to play. The same Alvarez, by the way, who was moaning we don't have any money in Dade County yesterday, but oh, we got to have the stadium. Everyone feels like they gave a little more money than, than gave a little more than they should have. The mayor said, "City and county commissioners expressed tentative support for the $619 million plan crafted by County Manager George Burgess. No relation to Smokey Burgess. They would build the Marlins a parking garage and 37,000-seat retractable roof stadium with 60 suites and real grass. George will be there to smoke it." You know, essentially, where the Orange Bowl now stands in Little Havana, the stadium will be ready for opening day in 2011. We should live so long. There's Dana Bash, Beanhead. The county would spend $382 million of mostly tourist tax dollars, with $50 million coming from bond money initially earmarked to renovate the Orange Bowl. Oh, my God. Thank God they didn't do that. The city would spend $94 million on the parking garage. Team has agreed to purchase almost all the spaces at a set price for the next 20 years to assume the risk that the garage will be underused. The city will also pitch in $13 million on stadium costs and $10 million to demolish the Orange Bowl. 
and the Marlins would be on the hook for $120 million out of pocket, another $35 million they'd have to pay back the county each year in rent payments of $2.3 million. The Marlins and local leaders have proposed building a new stadium numerous times through the years, only to see plants fall apart at the last moment. Those projects were often criticized because they were highly dependent on revenue projections by the club that were viewed by some as wildly optimistic. The Marlins, despite two World Series championships, have a history of weak attendance. Weak attendance. Amen. Well, there you go. So, keep reminding me. Check the uh, Herald and the uh, Sun Sentinel website. Keep reminding me over and over. Okay? For that breaking news. You're going to do it? This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. Only in Miami. Absolutely. Well, Don Imus was quite delightful. But some folks thought his jokes were spiteful. He got kicked off the radio. He said ho, he said ho, he said ho. Oh, my God. And it seems his career was wrecked now. That's politically incorrect now. And management said he had to go. He said ho, he said ho, he said ho. Maybe what he did wasn't right. And it started a media storm. Even if you're old, cranky, and white... Sometimes you've got to conform. Don's back on the air now. But does anybody really care now? No. The moral of the story you know. Don't say ho. Don't say ho. Don't say ho. Wow, we're making real progress oh, no. with those uh, cocoa certificates, man. We only got 78 left. We sold 22. Mm-hmm. It was real good. It's good? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, very good. Well, thank God for that. Maybe now the audience knows how good it is. They'll run on there and they'll hop them up like crazy. They're only twenty-five bucks. Fifteen dollars a ticket is only twenty-five bucks. When you got a hundred of them to sell, man, it's uh, you know, it's a heavy-duty chore. But we'll do. It. We'll work on it. We'll do the best we can. Am I right? Yes. Just go to wqm.com and click on the Neil Deal and uh, and grab it, squeeze it, buy one. More than speaking of hoe. More than three dozen current and former Duke lacrosse players claim in a lawsuit they suffered emotional distress during the prosecution of a false rape allegation. Attorneys are filing the federal lawsuit today in North Carolina. Good for them. Sue their ass, guys. That nasty, spiteful, hateful hoe. The 38 players involved in the lawsuit weren't indicted in the case, but they accused the university, the city of Durham, and others of fraud, abuse, and breach of duty for supporting the prosecution of the case. Former DA Mike Nifong led the prosecution against three players on rape charges, but state prosecutors later cleared the men of any wrongdoing, and Nifong was later disbarred and resigned from orifice. So they got a pretty uh, good suit, man. In fact, I'll take a half, whatever they're going to get, won't you? Yes. I'll split it up with you. Not. And his failed leadership. Yeah. There you go, honey. 70, still 78 on there. I think I'm going to get off that page. I'll let Chris keep uh, monitoring that. Can you handle it? Sure, I can handle it. Okay. So what are you guys eating? I'm eating some sushi right now. Oh. And? And it's great. But that, you know, I had some pad thai. I had some, uh, what, a chicken on a stick? What chicken satay. Chicken so what now? Satay? Satay? Satay. Satay, yeah. I yeah. know that. That's good stuff. And I'm um, having everything that they're uh, bringing over here. It's all great. 
Excellent. Great. Yes. Okay, we got 90 votes on the new poll. What is this, our 10th poll today? That, you know, that, this might kill some really great time talking about mailing it in. Let's do like about 10 different polls every day. All right. What do you think? Let's do it. In fact, I realize that that's, you know, a tall order. We can't even come up with one good new one anymore because we've, we've done them all over the last hundred years. But my thinking is this. We can just go back in the history there and, and take all the old ones and do them over again. And over and over, over and over. It's part of the mailing it in process. Contrary to what she's been saying, it's not a choice between speeches and solutions. It's a choice between a politics that offers more of the same divisions and distractions that didn't work in South Carolina and didn't work in Wisconsin and will not work in Texas. Ohio. Ohio. Or new politics of common sense, of common purpose, of shared sacrifice and shared prosperity. Anyway, what restaurant chain's got the best desserts? Now, this one, you've you got to admit, is by far the best of the three we've had going today. It's not great. Thanks, Alex. I don't eat dessert 37. Now, that's the leading. And that's a pretty sad commentary, isn't it, when that's the leading thing on here? Yes, it is. Cheesecake Factory 33, that's really sad. Maybe I just had a bad experience that day. Maybe it was just bad luck. You think? No. 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 Same thing. I mean, it was a bad thrice. experience, but I'm thinking just maybe it was a bad day, an off day. No. Everything was crap. Cheesecake Factory 33. I can't think of the name of that other place where we ate that's also in the Sawgrass that was so great. I can never think of it. What was it? Legal Seafoods? No, no. It's owned by the Cheesecake Factory people. I don't know. And we ate there last time I was down there, and it was great. I don't know. It was great. Longhorn Steakhouse, 6. Denny's, 6. Yeah, I put Denny's on there myself because of those Mother Humper pies. Plus, they probably have some other good crap. Applebee's, 5. Chili's, 2. I like Chili's, but I just can't. To me, Chili's wouldn't be a dessert place, would it? No. You know who I met at Chili's the first time I met him? I give up. The one in on Sunrise there, right near my house. Really? And guess who paid for lunch? I don't know. You? Bennigan's 2, Friday's 2, Ruby Tuesday's 1, and Roadhouse, none. Out of 94. Roadhouse, isn't that where you throw the peanut shells on the floor? Or you used to anyway? Yes, you do. Never been there. It's good. Is it good? Mm-hmm. What about Houston? It's like right uber fancy, you know what I mean? But it's good. It's good, solid uh, fare. Grand Lux Cafe? That's it, Grand Lux Cafe. Where'd you get that from? Uh, Sawgrass Mills website. Wow, that's yeah, the Mr. One. Industrious over there. Put that on there, Grand Lux Cafe. Yeah, he he's working his he's got his nose to the grindstone because he knows that uh, Torx wants his job. Torx. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Boy, I'm not worried about that. Are you threatening me? <laughs> I think that's one thing. Oh, there's Candy Cowley looking really nasty. Obviously, to Barack Obama. My God, She's selling herself as a candidate of plans. She looks like they with... stuck her head in the middle of a hurricane. Wow, look at that. She is a mess, and the wind is blowing her. Her hair is all around. Is if you put the same. It looks like she chopped off. <laughs> she Nothing chopped off her hair with the scissors. Not going to make you look. You know what I look. mean? No. Like somebody just took a, a handful and just chop, chop like that. You know? Wow. <laughs> Candy Cowley is looking especially nasty. Well, she can't help it. She's a cow. You know? She just can't help it. I know what it's like to be fat and grotesque. Who are you to talk faster? That's right, but at least I admit it. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not on TV there for anything. Takes one to like no a, one. A fashion plate. What? Takes one to no one. Yeah, that's right. Takes one to no one. Just like when I say, you fairy. I'm entitled to say it. Because I know Yay. my fairies. Believe you me. We got 78. Is that right? I have 75. 75. All right. Now we're making a move, baby. Now we're making a Coco Asian Bistro Bar. It's a great location. Harbor Shops in Fort Lauderdale, 1841 Cordova Road, right off 17th Street. Good location, excellent food. What's not to like? 75 left. We're going to sell them by, well, I don't know, next week, I think. Now, from Washington, the McLaughlin Group, featuring Eleanor Cliff, Jack Jermond, and sitting in for Pat Buchanan, New York Giant Tiki Barber. Now, here's John McLaughlin. Issue 1, George W. Rings or Vault? Eleanor Cliff! Well, John, I'd have to say... Wrong! Jack Jermond! Well, that's not an easy choice. Wrong! Tiki Barber! I'm going to have to say the vault. Wrong! Actual answer, floor exercise! That wasn't even a choice! Next issue, Al Gore. Favorite Broadway show. Bring in the noise, bring in the funk, or cats. Eleanor G, I think you swallowed off. Well, John, I'd have to say... Wrong! Jackie, Jackie, big come on! Well, that's a very difficult choice. Wrong! Tiki Barber! I'm going to have to say... Rent. Not a choice, Ricky Tiki Barber. You gave an answer last time that wasn't a choice. Wrong. Correct response. Cats. He loves them. Next issue. The cast of Big Brother should be murdered. How? Eleanor. Wrong. Check your mom. Dynamite. Wrong. Tiki Barber. I don't think they should be kids. Wrong. Actual answer. Poison pudding. Bye bye. Bye bye. I haven't seen that show in a long time. I wonder if uh, he's still alive, even John McLaughlin. Uh-huh. You see that show ever? No. Nope. 1231 at 560, and Georgia's still eating, by the way. But I went for thirds. From Coco's. How are we doing on those? Uh, I bet we got 74 to go. As good as we ought to be. Chris. Uh huh. Right? Yep. He's busy eating. He can't be bothered. Right. Okay, both these guys are busy eating. He should I tell be you what, I'm going to go out and get lunch. I'm just going to get up and walk away here and go, you know, mm-hmm. get some lunch. Don't do it. Why not? Slacker. I can make some more bacon. Maybe during the break I'll make some more bacon so we can all be eating together. Some bacon bacon. Because the show that eats together, you know, like... Um, right. Cheats together. So here's the whole story on that uh, Miami City Commission deal with the uh, Marlin Stadium. we still got to wait for the Dade County Commission. They're still, uh, they're still extrapolating the uh, A's and the B's and the C's of it. And the XYZ's of it. In the first of two key local government votes scheduled today on the proposed $525 million Marlin Stadium, Miami City Commissioners blessed the proposal in a 4-1 yes vote. Yes. There comes a time in history where vision and courage come together and create destiny, said Miami City Commission Chairman Joe Sanchez. Talk about overwrought and uh, melodrama, your mama, whose district includes the Orange Bowl site where a new baseball stadium would rise. Sanchez compared today's binding stadium vote, which puts a new home for the team closer to reality than it ever has been, after numerous previous failed attempts, to a ninth-inning bases-loaded rally. We have a great opportunity to hit this ball out of the ballpark, he said. Thursday's City Hall vote came over the objections of some residents who said hundreds of millions of dollars in taxpayer money should not finance a sports complex without the issue going to a public referendum. And they happen to be... I have no line. No, they happen to absolutely be absolutely correct. correct. That, too. Tomas Regalado was the lone no vote, saying he objected to the stadium being tied into a larger $2.9 billion mega plan. 
Stadium discussions now move to County Hall, where county commissioners are holding an afternoon vote on the same plan, and where its prospects also seem bright. Oh, a happy day. Let's play the Edward Hawkins singers. Oh, a happy day. Let's not. I won't. The Marlins hope to be in their new home by opening day 2011. Though city, county, and team representatives must still negotiate the fine points of some issues, such as stadium maintenance and construction, today's written agreement represents a huge milestone in the ball club's quest for a modern baseball-specific facility. If county leaders this afternoon also approved a plan, pre-construction design and site preparation work will likely begin in the coming months. It's been quite a road to this day, Marlins President David Sampson told city commissioners, and it's true sometimes what they say in the movies, that dreams can come true for families and fans. Oh, my God. Fairy David Sampson. can come true. Yeah, it could it happen, happen to you. We did it! We did it! We did it! Oh, my gosh. You fair Right. So there you go. It looks uh, very promising. It says county commissioners are going to get uh, you know in on the thing, and here we go. We love the Marlins. Nobody cares. But that's what South Florida specializes in, is building all these venues for teams that nobody cares about, that nobody wants to see play, stuff like that, like the Panthers and like UM basketball, even though they won that game last night, and like the Marlins, which nobody cares. I mean, do you want to go to uh, like uh, where the Orange Bowl was? Does anybody really want to go there? No. Talking to me? Anybody. Well, I'm not talking about you. How about Chris? Well, Chris lives in Dade County. Yeah, I still don't want to go there. Really? Not that end of it. No. What do you mean by that? He lives down in Yelmsville. Where do you live? What part of Dade County? Uh, just south of the falls. Oh, well, you live way down yonder, way down there. Uh-huh. George is right, Yelmsville. I like the falls. That's I, I mean, at least I used to 100 years ago when I was there. That's very nice, though. It is. Well, good. Because I'm hearing about all these different places that are closing down, you know. And pretty soon it'll be the Rascal House will close. It wasn't bad enough when Corky shut their doors, their last one. That wasn't bad enough. Or when the uh, Deli Den. Isn't the Deli Den out of business? You ought to know. It's in Hollywood. Or was. What about it? Is it gone? I don't know. Once it's gone. It's gone. Right. And now coming in April, the Rascal House. What are we going to do with the Rascal House? Well, probably most of their customers would be dead by now, I think. Wouldn't they? Right? Should be. What restaurant chain's got the best desserts? I don't eat dessert, 49. Cheesecake Factory, 40. Holy cow. Man, oh man, that is, that's enough to make me do the Hershey squirts. Denny's, 8. Longhorn Steakhouse, 6. Applebee's, 5. Friday's, 3. Chili's, 2. Bennigan's, 2. Ruby Tuesday's, 2. Grand Lux Cafe, 1. And Roadhouse, none. See, this is a South Florida thing. Because they give you gigantic portions, therefore, you know, therefore must be better. You get more for your money. Even though the food may be marginal at best. Offer applies with enrollment and triple advantage. All right. Roadhouse Grill. Now, have you ever eaten there? Roadhouse? Because you said it was good. Yeah. We used to go all the time when we lived right by one. Did you have dessert? I don't recall. Alex, I hate to break the news to you, but I think this poll is going over like matzo balls in Saudi Arabia. Not that great because people don't eat desserts. That's why it's leading on the poll. Who eats desserts? Uh, me. What about you, Chris? I'm sure you eat dessert. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat them. Not all the time. Well, fat people tend to, you know, to eat just gigantic portions during the meal. Say, oh, I'm not going to eat dessert. I'll pass on that after eating like a 4,000-calorie meal. With a whole bunch of stuff like appetizers on top of it. But if you have room for the banana split, there's one place here that's got a really great banana split. Oh, my God. What am I talking about that for? And you know the good part of it is? 
What? The good part for me is that at 2 o'clock, I'm hopping in that car and heading for Woodbine. Isn't that great? Which means I'm not going to eat no you. banana split. They don't have any banana splits at Woodbine. That's good. You might live Although in Maybe some of the jockeys do the splits. I'll tell you one thing, man, about the jockeys. I don't know what that says. Is it because they're Latino that so many of them uh, are, look so good? My God. Midgets? Yeah, they're midgets. They're cute little midgets, the jockeys. Although Justin Stein, I don't think, is like Hispanic. Hey, Justin... But anyway, 119 on the pool there. On our, I, I can't even keep track anymore. How are we doing on those uh, uh, certificates, man? 73. Oh, look at that. You see, we sold one and you didn't even tell me about it. Somebody slipped one by there and you didn't even uh, just jump right in. Say, oh, we can sell another one. Now, I would say that this is the slowest we've ever done on those. No, not at all. I don't know. It's not? No. Well, we have some we haven't sold out yet, but we don't want to talk about that. We do? We have a couple? Yeah. One, one, one was one. one of mine, and one was one of yours, I believe. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember that far back. <laughs> oh. The 2008 presidential race must be an incredibly welcome development for George Bush and his White House. That's because the American body politic can only really focus on one thing at a time, and so there's little time for anything else aside from the madcap antics of Gilligan, the skipper, the millionaire and his wife, the movie star, the professor and Marianne, and the rest. Some liberal blogs and right-wing talk radio are lined up in circular firing squads, and the op-ed columnists have trained their fire on Hillary's lonely teardrops or Barack's Church of the Poison Mind. While no one was looking, the economy nosedived. Gas prices have soared. Thank you again, Mr. President. The war in Iraq is as unpopular as ever, and Osama bin Laden is still on the loose. And so while none of us were paying attention, our 43rd president just hit a major milestone. He's the most unpopular president in recorded American history. Oh! All right. Oh! Worse than Richard Nixon in the days before he resigned in disgrace during Watergate. Worse than Jimmy Carter during the Iran hostage crisis. Much worse than Bill Clinton when he was impeached. Just as Roger Bannister raced through what once seemed the un un unreachable four-minute mile, Bush has burst through a barrier once also thought impossible below the 20% mark. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. George W. Bush's overall job approval rating has dropped to a new low in American research groups polling. As 78% of Americans say the national economy is getting worse, and among all Americans, 19% approve of the way Bush is handling his job, 77% disapprove. When it comes to Bush's handling of the economy, 14% approve and 79% disapprove. It says, this is just mind-blowing. How does it compare to other presidents? There's no comparison. Nixon, as he was hounded out of office August 74, never dipped below the mid-20s. Clinton, low 36%. George Herbert Walker Bush, low 29%. Reagan, low 35%. Carter, low 28%. Ford, low 37%. Nixon, low 23%. Johnson, low 35%. Lowest ever before now would be Harry Truman during the Korean War, February 52 at 22%. And now, George W. Bush has shattered a record that stood for 55 long years, 19%. At a boy, W. Biggest name. You're the doing best it, This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. And say cheese. If your party snacks taste like hell, this year at Christmas, serve cheeses of Nazareth. Your guests will say, holy cow, when they bite into these sinfully rich treats. And cheeses of Nazareth come in a variety of flavors, from jalapeno to hallelujah. Get the snack he would have liked, and the taste worth praying for, cheeses of Nazareth. It's your salvation this Christmas. There's a cheeses of Nazareth shop on Business Loop 80, right next to Chrysler Almighty Motors. 
Look at that. We're down to 70 certificates on that uh, thing. What are you all worried about, huh? Coco Asian Bistro and Bar in Fort Lauderdale. We're down to 70. The food is sensational, according to George and Chris. Yes, it is. They know their stuff. And. And. Here's a. Uh, no, here's an email on my MySpace from Bill. And Bill, I don't know who Bill is. It's a guy. Bill says, George has been getting awfully surly and impatient with you of late. It seems like he has one of these meltdowns every day about something. I think it's time to cut him out of the will, says Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Take a chill, Bill. How do you like that? Yeah. This is another example. He wants to be like David Jr. You know? Right. Everybody's right. giving me advice. How to run my life, how to do this, what to do in my will, like that. You having another meltdown today? Oh, every how day. About a, you know, how about a panty continuously, melt? I'm just, yeah, I'm just in a constant state of melting. I do have. I do love a good panty melt. I'm going to get one of those in here. Don't you? Yeah, but don't. With the onions and rye bread. Ooh, yeah. Mm, man. As long as it isn't too like uh, crispy, too crunchy. What's wrong with that? Well, you know, you don't want the like the the um, you know like too so hard that you have to crunch down through it. No, oh, no, not like that. Not supposed you know to I mean? be. No right. sandwich right. is supposed to be like crunchy. Whoever heard of a crunchy sandwich? Right. Sometimes uh, they they cook them too much around the edges there, and you gotta. Ooh, but I like that though, where it's like all burnt a little around the edges. It's like like a steak, you know. Where as long as like, you can bite through it, you know. Mm, where the fat is burned on the edges mm. around. Oh my yes, god! Right. And it had that peppercorn sauce, you know. In fact, what, what restaurant has the best peppercorns on their desserts? Mr. Ego probably has the answer to that. Mr. Peppercorn. 144 votes on our 18th poll of the day. There's my cucklebird. That's how we do it in Arkansas. The great <laughs> thing about Texas is this is a highly well, he's unusual bad. place on every count. But this election system, system of yours takes the cake. Texas is the only place in America where you can vote twice in the same election without going to jail. <laughs> he's looking really bad. And speaking of looking bad. If you thought uh, the number... Candy Cowley, man, she is looking like uh, more grotesque than ever. What are they doing to that poor lady? My God. So she's like probably said, all those desserts. Her hair, and it's not even even on the right side. It's about two inches longer than the hair on the other side. And look at Bill Schneider's well, laughing. Well, I have a PhD in political science, so maybe that'll help. Yes, President, former President Clinton is exactly right. You can vote twice. In fact, they want you to vote twice here in Texas. You vote once in the primary, which you can do as much as two weeks before primary day uh, in advance by going to a polling place or go there on primary day. And once you voted in the primary, and only if you voted in the primary, then on primary night, you can go to a caucus meeting. Great. I can't wait. Let's go to Texas and go to a caucus, not... Want a refund from Toshiba now that it's pulled a plug on its own format? Good luck. So, HD DVD early adop adopters think you deserve a refund now that Toshiba's killed the format? Question mark. Think again. Valleywag reports that the company and big-time HD DVD backer won't be accepting refund requests, although it will continue to support existing HD DVD players. There's nothing wrong with the product, so we're not, we aren't accepting returns from customers. Customers understood that there were two competing formats, understood that one of them would probably prevail. They lost. End of story. That's it. Take a gamble. It's like the track tomorrow. You know, maybe there's like eight horses running in the uh, first race, and you bet on one of them, well, seven to seven of them are going to lose. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Not a shock, but Universal went ahead and made it official to studio... The only one to exclusively support HD DVD from the beginning announced that it'll start churning out Blu-ray versions of its new releases and catalog titles. No word on how long it will continue to press HD DVD discs. 
That movie leaves Paramount and DreamWorks as the final HD DVD only studios. Neither movie house has made any official announcement, but expect that to change shortly as well. Blu ray, baby. Blu ray. That's where it's How going. About the Devil Ray. How about Tampa Bay Devil Rays? What? what about them? Let's build them a stadium. We love the Marlins. Let's spend some bucks because the attendance really sucks. I mean, it's, just, it's a joke. It's like a sick joke. Building, spending more and more taxpayer money on stuff that the public doesn't care about. They have no interest. You're trying to sell chopped liver to uh, people from India. <coughs> County vote on deck. Well, I checked the Herald. Now, don't you think it's disgraceful? What? When you stop and think, of course, we don't carry the Marlin games anymore, so it's kind of like, oh, well, we don't care about the Marlins on this station. I mean, we're supposed to be a sports station. How come we didn't have somebody at the uh, city commission meeting and one at the county commission meeting to give a live report so as soon as they had the vote, they could have called in and said, hey, guess what, as opposed to my having to go on the website of my own volition here. I don't know. I mean, how embarrassing would that be, not to have it on the air, not to be first, which I'm sure know. we were. Clarence. Well, he, he's busy probably having like a three-hour lunch right now. He can't be bothered with that. Yes. He's probably uh, still all bubbled up from last night's U.M. The Canes, the Canes. Oh, Joe, Joe. Joe's a guy he sucks, okay? Did you hear that uh, tape of that last uh, few seconds of the game? Do we have that? Yeah, we did. Let me find it. Just histrionics, man. Histrionics. Hysterical. Even worse than when the Dolphins won their one game of the season in overtime. Even more embarrassing than that. Just screaming and carrying, and Clarence going, oh my God, oh my God. Like that. You know who we learned that from? Yeah, I know. Jolton Joe. Oh my! 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 Did you find it yet? Audio Vault is still loading everything through. What do you mean by that? Well, it's in, you know, it's in the Canes highlight bin, so I have to search through it. So I it's in the Canes it highlight bin? Yeah. It's in the Canes highlight bin? Where would you like to be? Oh, my God. In, in the uh, toilet somewhere, where it belongs. You'll find it, and we'll play it, and then people will sit in, in amazement. Oh, brother. First time in 45 years, they'd be douche, Duke. Yeah, and guess what? And nobody still cares. Oh, you're wrong, Neil. Everybody in town's buzzing about it. All the way. Enjoy it. 96-92, 1.6 seconds remaining. Ziegler with a baseball pass. It's deflected away. Nelson throws it up at the buzzer. It goes in. Miami is being duped. Miami is being duped. The Hurricanes have defeated the Blue Devils. And it's not the fans joining the court. It's the Hurricane players going into the stands. It's 96-95. Miami wins by one at the Bank United Center in Coral Gables. The Hurricanes. Have defeated Duke. Can you believe it? Well, that's not the clip with Clarence on it. Oh, it's not? Oh, I'll see no. if I can find that one. Yeah, if you can find that one, it's even more. It's before that. It's a little bit before that. Out of control, Josie. Out of control. Just totally spastic. Out of control. As grotesque as anything you could ever hear in the, under the guise of a sports play-by-play. -play. I mean, just gruesome. And this market, man, for whatever reason, they got this love, this obsession and, of course, uh, Clarence there, he, he's, like, attached to Josie's ass. I mean, he like, they're joined at the hip. Oh, he taught me everything I know. Well, yeah, that's obvious. Ain't much. 159 votes on there. What restaurant's got the best desserts? I, I think it's a, another bad poll. I don't think there are any more good polls. Let's go back and do them all over again, okay? Okay. In fact, let, let me We're just... We're doing that anyway, aren't we? What? Well, some of them I've been doing. 
When Neil goes on another one of his frequent vacations, what do you want to hear? That was the first poll we took. How do you like that? I like it. And it says the results will be posted soon. It doesn't even have any results on that poll. Wow. I wonder what that is. And, oh, boy. Has Wayne done it again? What do you think about the Macarena? Oh, boy. Less said about that, the better. We don't want to alienate the Wainmeister. We don't want to do that. Now that we got the dolphins back, the dolphins. If you were the victim of circumcision gone wrong, what would, what would you rather be raised as? Girl, a penisless boy. We had 44 votes on that poll. Really? That's all we had. Not many. Who has hassled you more in your life? Hassled spelled wrong. Cops or junkies? Cops win hands down your pants. Who gets more ass? Seminoles or Gators? 31 apiece, tied. 62 votes we had on that. We didn't get a lot of votes back in the day on wow. these polls. That wasn't one that I took. What? Seminoles or Gators? And how come the Canes aren't on there, huh? The Canes right. are all ass. Last time I checked. The Canes have beaten Nuke! The Canes have beaten Nuke! He, he is, seriously, you know, the only reason that he was ever on in the first place is because he was Hank's buddy, which, you know, you know how that goes. But what, what is that all about? What is the, how can anybody justify and suggest that that is like uh, for real, you know, is real? Not the clock is inside of seven minutes. The Blue Devils are coming with a furious rally. Monty can't play scared, got to stay aggressive. 73 to 62. The <laughs> takes the dive, no call. Asbury has it. He feeds down low. Go! Oh! Oh! the right side. Oh, my goodness gracious. A thundering duck by Dwayne Collins. 75 62. Now, was that right? Mm hmm. There's just nothing left to say, you know. There's nothing left. It speaks for itself. That was a big win yesterday. I beg your pardon? You heard me. That was a big win yesterday. For the Let program. me say it again. Virtually nobody cares. Virtually nobody cares, okay? You care? You care. You watch the game? I don't care. I don't care, George. See, there's already 67%, two-thirds. Don't care. Never will care. Never did care. And you want to know why? Why? I don't want because I didn't go to school there, and I did broadcast the baseball games for six years and did a spectacular job, I will say. And I was a very big hurricane baseball rooter, but now that I'm not doing that anymore, I don't give a crap. I, I don't care. And you want to know why? Why? I don't lie. How are we doing on those certificates? We had 70. What do we got now? 68. All right. See? Slowly but surely gets the job done. We'll be down to 67 before you know it. Boy, it's the one to two hour. Senator Larry Craig was arrested in an airport bathroom. The Idaho senator later pleaded guilty to disorderly closeted homosexual. So, what happened in that men's room? Well, Matt, I tried to take it in my seat, and it was a very, very big... You knew what you were doing. And it's you... clearly on the tape, Matt, what I said and how I reacted. The tape he's referring to was recorded in a men's room. Lower my pants. Okay. Spread my legs. Yes. Now, take it. Soliciting anonymous sex. Guilty. You heard my voice. And so... That tape is the truth. And he jerked me out. No. Yes. And I'm going, oh, 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 oh. Let me stop you for a second. Oh. So you look... Finally, I began to f*** the gentleman. You f*** this undercover officer. Yes. 
I call it gladiator politics. Senator, I traveled the gay bars in Washington. Soliciting gay sex. Absolutely. Resign, Senator. What? You should resign. I won't resign. Go away. No. Go away. Once there was a senator who was caught indulging a habit. <laughs> a boogeron, not much different like a typical neocontagist. Del Shannon, by the way. Hats off to Larry. Hey, Del. How you doing, baby? He's dead. I wonder what that was all about. Do we ever find out why people blow their brains out? Like, what's his name from Family Feud? Uh, what was the little guy's name? Uh, Combs. Sherlock Combs? Yes. Alan Combs, wasn't it? No, not Alan Combs. That's something. the talk show guy. What was his name? Something. I thought it was uh, Combs or something like that. Uh, you're right, but I can't think of what his first name was. That's bad. Bill... I don't know. No, not Bill. Bob. Billy Bob. He had issues, remember? John, Tom. That's what they always say? Yeah, he wanted to be the next uh, Johnny Carson, and he couldn't even be the next uh, Richard Dawson. Holmes? I don't think his name was Holmes. Combs. Holmes? That's what Ray I thought Combs. it was. That was yeah, maybe Ray. that is. What a team, man. You see that this guy, this Bill, is giving a song. Well, George is uh, really yeah, out of sorts down. with you lately, and every day he's, uh, uh, what, what was the line he said about you were doing? a meltdown a melt every day. A yeah. meltdown. Mm -hmm. A patty meltdown. Right. Hey, Bill, we'll put you in touch with David in St. Petersburg. The two of you can commiserate, okay? Start a club. You both have no life. I have no life. Yenta right. Club. Yeah, that's right. Professional Yentas. Y-A. Yentas Anonymous. Oy vey, join Y-A. And then you can move into, like, uh, Sunrise Lakes and be a real professional Yenta. Or maybe Cemetery Village would be good. Don't forget to join George this Friday, manana, 10 to 2. See. How are we doing with those certificates, by the way? Not good? 68. Still? 64. 64. Now we're talking. Well, there's the new poll in the, not a new poll, Texas. Clinton 50, Obama 48. Neck and neck, nose to nose. Almost even, Stephen. So we got 64 left. Well, that's okay. We're doing the best we can. That means we sold 36. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Anyway, George will be at uh, 
the Finish Line Casino tomorrow at 10 o'clock on the first floor of Gulfstream. So go there and plunge your guts out. Bring a big bag of money. Bring a briefcase full of, like, small bills or big bills. Come enjoy live racing, simulcasting, and slots while George learns the uh, betting ropes with the horses. And get ready for the big race on Sunday, the $350,000 Fountain of Youth Stakes at Gulfstream. Hello, Neil. What are we going to do when they close down the rascal house? I think that's it. I thought, Like I said before, I thought when they closed the door on Corky's, on the, the last Corky's, that was the end. But once they close the door on the rascal house, man, it's going to be finito, mm-hmm. baby. That's it. Bye-bye. All the places that used to be, you know. Every, every time I come down there for a weekend or for as long as I can handle it, and you look around and you're like, what, what happened here? What happened to this place? Gone. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Everything's out yep. of business. Yep. On February the 11th, the Pentagon announced it will be trying six, Guant- uh, trying six Guantanamo detainees for war crimes and seeking the death penalty. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up about the rascal house. I'll be all right. <sighs> However, according to Russ Tuttle of the Nation, the trials are rigged from the start. Tuttle interviewed Colonel Morris Davis, the former chief prosecutor for the military commissions, who resigned last fall, calling the system deeply politicized. Davis has suggested that the cases are being tried in 2008 purely because of the presidential election. Davis told Tuttle that in 2005, Pentagon General Counsel William Haynes said to him, We can't have acquittals. If we've been holding these guys for so long, how can we explain letting them off? We can't have acquittals, so we have to have convictions. The Nuremberg trials after WW2, which offer the main precedent for any Guantanamo proceedings, resulted in a number of acquittals, and this was important to the perception that justice had been done. Davis and others fear that with the possibility of acquittals ruled out, any Gitmo trial will be seen as a sham. Remember Sam the Sham? Sure. And the Furies? Got him right here. However, it seems likely that even if any of the defendants were acquitted for lack of evidence, they would not be released. Let me read that again. It seems likely that even if any of the defendants are acquitted for lack of evidence, they will not be released. At a March 21, 2002 Defense Department briefing describing the plans for military commissions, Haynes was asked, do these procedures guarantee that if a defendant is acquitted that the defendant will be set free? Haynes responded, if we had a trial right this minute, it's conceivable that somebody could be tried and acquitted of that charge but may not necessarily be released. The people that we are detaining, for example, in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, are enemy combatants that we captured on the battlefield seeking to harm U.S. soldiers or allies. They're dangerous people. They're evildoers. The people that we hold now in Guantanamo are held for a specific reason. They're not tied specifically to any particular crime. We just looked at them and we said, you're dangerous, man. You're dangerous. Right? Right. Speaking of dangerous, that jackass Bill O'Reilly's at it again. And Keith Olbermann was all over him like stink on Joyce last night. I don't really want to go into a lynching party against Michelle Obama unless there's evidence, hard facts that say this is how the woman really feels, O'Reilly said. In the discussion of recent comments made by Michelle Obama, Bill O'Reilly took a call from a listener who stated that according to a friend who had knowledge of her, Obama is a very angry person. Her word was a militant woman. O'Reilly later stated, I don't want to go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama unless there's evidence, hard facts that say this is how the woman really feels. If that's how she really feels, that America is a bad country or a flawed nation, whatever, then that's legit. We'll track it down. And then we'll go on a lynching party. I guess that's what you automatically assume after that. He's just a crazy person, and a bunch of other crazy people watch him on Fox Fake News. I wouldn't waste any more time with that crap, would you? No. He's doing a hell of a job on the South Florida radio. He's still got to oh, share. Oh, Like everything else Steve Lappa puts on here. Oh, point. oh, 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 oh. Hell of a job. Oh. By the way, speaking of other stations, Norma Kent still has, I've got no uh, no word. I just thought I'd update you on that. 
All Here's right. the update from Norma, okay? <laughs> Nothing. He's busy worrying about uh, getting Tommy Davis' autograph for Joe Bell. That shit seems a good deal. Sheriff's deputies arrested two cameramen photographing Britney Spears at a hair salon and two other photographers outside a trendy nightclub in a crackdown that follows a year of frenzied paparazzi swarming around the troubled pop star and other celebrities. Those Dan paparazzi, man. All four men were arrested for misdemeanor violations of obstructing a public walkway and released with citations. L.A. County Sheriff's Department spokesman Steve Whitmore said yesterday. Photographers David Tonneson and Christian Shostow were arrested around 7.50 p.m. Tuesday in front of West Hollywood's B2V hair salon where 50 paparazzi tried to get shots of spears. Oh! The two men did not comply with deputies' request to get the hell lost. They were repeatedly asked to dissemble in front of the entrances and they were obstructing traffic as well going into the street, he said. About 1.30 a.m. Wednesday in front of the nearby Villa nightclub, deputies arrested photographers Christopher Gonzalez and Van Rausch who were there along with 20 other photographers on the sidewalk, Whitmore said. The celebrity news website, TMZ.com, reported that Lindsay Lohan was at the club. Oh, my God, that explains it. It's a crazy world full of crazy people. That's all I can tell you. It's not a bulletin, but it's just, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. They think this is the way it's supposed to be, like in the same right. world. Well, they've gotten used to it. Shostow and Gonzalez, who both work for TMZ, were fine after the arrest. TMZ managing editor Harvey Levin told the Associated Press... Levin said Shasta was held in the sheriff's car for an hour and then released, and Gonzalez was detained for six hours at the West Hollywood Sheriff's Station. Levin lies that a deputy broke one of the men's cameras. They're a little mystified, Levin said. These are people instructed not to chase, and they don't. For better or worse, the sheriff's department wanted to make examples of them. We've been saying for a long time that law enforcement needs to crack down, that they've closed their eyes to a lot of dangerous things happening, Levin said. The danger is blowing lights, running people off the road. This was not one of those situations. He said it was kind of bizarre that for a while now they've been watching these chases and this is their first stand. Well, you got to got to draw a line in the sand somewhere, don't you? Got to draw a line in the sand and take your stand for your man, right? Right. Whatever. So the food was really good. That's excellent. That's what how we on those certificates? We got like how many? Sixty-four. Sixty-three. You see that? Slowly but surely, it's like the sands through the hourglass, man. <laughs> Gang rape is funny. Oh, see here. I ain't never said no. I'm very annoyed. About these saying no. I ain't never said no. But the boy. But then you the I've been higher hearing it everywhere I go. You always say joy. 
118 at 551. One thing about those mo bits, they never get old. At least not for me, anyway. Maybe I'll just play all of them tomorrow. About 10 times. What do you think? Or just play that. Now, what's that other mo loop we got? What is that thing called? I don't know. There's so many. No, the loop. There's so many loops. There are more many. One more time. 208 on there. There's a lot of uh, interesting little uh, things. Probably most people don't even get the little nuances in a lot of those bits, you know, like one more time. Right. Yeah, maybe uh, uh, anybody with a brain IQ larger than the We do it for them. For whom? For whom the bell tools? Right. By the way, uh, twerp, tweak if you're in the building when you hear that sound. It's a little warning. It's like that's that, no uh, fun. See, that's too predictable. What? Playing the same thing every day. How about just like that? Oh, in other words, we've got to play something different every day? He can't handle that. Don't you understand? I, it, gets I him all, it, it catches him off balance. He's, he's uh, getting there. We got it. Uh, you know, we're training him. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Potty training him? Good. By the way, you'll be very pleased to know that the bus trip to Montreal is going very good. I am pleased to know. Are you? Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice to get a response. That's good. Like I said, this art of parenting, man, it's, uh, who would have thunk it? Now, you never would have thought it. No, I never would have. Although I've always told you that you would be a good parent. No, I would not. Listen, listen, listen. The fact that you're a nervous Nelly shows that you are concerned, and that's the first thing that you've got to be to be a good parent is you've got to give a crap. You know what, when it comes to all the concern? Yeah. I don't want it. Well, I don't want it. Guess what? I don't want all the angst and the stress. That's what uh, what you inherit when you adopt this situation. There is no question. There is no question. Wow. Castro and the Colossus, a column by Robert Shear. Robert Shear is so good. Too good for the L.A. Times, obviously. This is from truthdig.com. He says, The resignation of Fidel Castro is more promising for the burnishing of his legacy than the most septuagenarian Cuban hardliners in Miami and their fawning allies in the Bush administration would like to believe. After all, Mao Zedong is still honored in communist China, the fastest-growing capitalist power in the world, and former KGB agent Vladimir Puntang is, at least for now, a very popular elected Russian leader. Those hoping for a freedom flotilla of Cuban exiles will be turning to remake of end in the image of 1959, threatening the very future of Las Vegas with legalized prostitution as well as gambling, are likely to be disappointed. Odds are that Castro's successors, beginning with his rhetoric-weary brother, are likely to finally get serious after decades of fitful starts and reversals about ending the grip of a moribund statist economy. Reform leading significantly down the path of the Chinese model, or more appropriately that of Venezuela, which has thrown a lifeline to the ailing Cuban economy, is more, than likely, uh, is more likely than sudden upheaval. But those changes will come too late to justify the suffering of the Cuban people for half a century at the hands of a revolutionary as arrogant as he is idealistic, who witnessed his vision flounder on the rocks of an incredibly cynical U.S. policy. Primary responsibility for that suffering does go to the Colossus of the North, which in the pursuit of economic exploitation and Cold War paranoia consistently preferred Latin American dictatorships to serious experiments in popular rule and strangled the Cuban economy with an embargo in place for almost five decades since Castro dared move against the U.S. corporations that claimed to own much of the island. If Castro had attempted to listen to the better angels of his fervent imagination and pursued the path of democratic socialism rather than communist dictatorship, his effort most likely would have been subverted by the CIA, as was the case throughout the world. But would have been an effort worth making, though. That was the promise of Castro's famous Moncada speech, offered when he was a jailed young revolutionary, dreaming of genuine populist power. And even he must have doubts as to whether, as he predicted back then, history will absolve me for the price paid in individual freedom for the revolution's survival and power. 
Not that the U.S. was likely to easily accommodate any populist changes has been shown by the hysterical reaction to Venezuela's finally sharing some of the oil loot with the poor. The failure of Fidel Castro's Cuban revolution to provide a democratic socialist alternative was sealed by the decision of John F. Kennedy, that inexplicable hero of American liberalism, to invade an island that posed no threat to the U.S. The U.S. had backed the brutal dictatorship of Fulgencio Batista, and the Kennedy administration even enlisted U.S. mafia thugs who had the run of Havana under Batista in a failed attempt to assassinate Castro, which we talked about yesterday. You know, those mafia thugs like Hyman Roth? And then the guy with the uh, pillow that held the... Uh, remember they held up the pillow and right. oh, didn't, didn't stop that bullet? No, it wasn't a bulletproof pillow. The guy with a black outfit oh, on it. Yeah. Uh, very dangerous, uh, scary-looking guy. Not as scary as Luca Brasi, but almost. Right, but then who is... Only months into his presidency, Kennedy ramped up the Cold War, which Republican President Dwight Eisenhower done his best to tamp down by committing the U.S. to military confrontation opposite ends of the world. In a subversion of Eisenhower's decision not to send U.S. troops to Vietnam, Kennedy lied to the American public about the purpose of his decision to send flood control advisors to Saigon, as well as the U.S. complicity in the death of No Dinh Yem, the U.S. puppet once proclaimed the George Washington of Vietnam, and then summarily murdered in a hit job overseen by Kennedy's CIA operatives. And after Eisenhower resisted calls to overthrow Castro and reprisal for his nationalizing American-owned powder, power grids, nickel mines, and sugar plantations in Cuba, Kennedy in the first months of his administration ordered the Bay of Pigs invasion. Yet the dumbest moves of the Cold War were authorized by a lionized Democratic president and accelerated by his successor, another grand Democrat, Lyndon Baines Johnson. Both, as the record of memoirs, academic research, and in Johnson's case, White House tapes has proved, were motivated by a fear and appearing weaker on national security than the Republican rivals and provides a cautionary tale and considering current presidential sweepstakes. How easy it is to claim to champion universal human rights when you exempt your own country from judgment. When did the U.S. ever care about human rights in Cuba or anywhere else in Latin America before Castro if those rights conflicted with the rape of the region's resources? And what a mockery we've made in the cause of democratic rule when our president, twice elected by the people, has created one of the world's most fearsome symbols of torture on the U.S. liberated territory of Guantanamo, Cuba, says Robert Shear. boy, Bobby. You tell him, baby. Bobby, baby. You know Bobby Baby? How about Ruby yep. Baby? You got that by Dion? You know I do. I bet you do. I bet right. you got Pants Off to Larry. Once there was a senator. I don't think anybody knows that song. They know Runaway. Everybody knows Runaway, right? By Del Right. But Hats Off to Larry. I mean, it was a hit. But... Ruby, Ruby Baby, Dion. Now, were you there? When was it you or Marvin or Nick Lawrence when Dion was in the studio with me and the birds? It was someone else. Not me. Not me. Before my behind. What a shame. You know, gone down the road. Stop it, Fanny Mae. I'm going to tell old Fanny what I heard above and say. Don't stop me talking. I'm going to tell everything I know. I'm going to break up the signifier. Whoa, people, somebody's got to go. You know, Neil told Rich, Richie told the bird, and Bird told Annie, Annie told her mother, tell her, brother too, don't stop me talking. I'm going to tell everything I know. The biggest name. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Jim Mandich, I f***ed him out! You want to see me, Clarence? Yes, Jax. Uh, sit down in that chair. Huh? Sit down in that chair! Well, straight. Check this out. Mm. 
Wow. Buck wild, baby. Very rocky horror. Well, I have a tear in my nylon, but am I not wicked sexy? Well, not into that sort of thing, but uh, a wig might help. Oh! Why are you doing this to me, panty boy? Oh! You! We're on another show talking on the air about subjects unrelated to sport. <laughs> subjects such as dewy, gooey women. Well, yeah. Oh! What's wrong with that? <laughs> You agree to adhering to our strict demands of sports gayness. <coughs> and you will continue to do so. <coughs> now say it. Heat. Oh. Say it. Heat. 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 Stay with it, sister. Remember what psychotic sports holes always say. Bring out the gayness and bring out the best. 131. <laughs> oh, what was that at the end? Did I step on something? Back it up. I'm doing it. Beep, beep. No. What did I do? Sport. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we got 235 votes on Chris's 80th poll of the show today. That's not too bad. All right. And it's already 131, and I got my shirt on, I got my pantaloons on, and um, right. Right in a minute I'll be putting my shoes on, man. Shoes. You're ready to run down to the car and head off to Woodbine. Just sun is still shining a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like uh, above zero. I wish it was above zero uh, Celsius, but it's not. You know? Can't have everything. Oh, it's only minus seven. Now, what is that in your extrapolation? Twenty, uh, twenty something. Minus seven going to be mm -hmm. all the way up to minus five and minus two tomorrow, baby. Woo! Heavy duty. Winter sucks up north, I, you know. And, yeah. and there, I'm, I'm hearing all these fire reports about like 84, 86. Too hot. It has been. Too damn hot. This is the middle of February, okay? In case uh, uh, they didn't check it out yet, it's the middle of February or, or the ass end of it. Not supposed to be 86. How are we doing on that uh, thing there with um, Cocos? 64. Well, that's what we had last time. Are you loco? It's only, for Coco, we only got 64 left. Oh, so we had a bogus one. Oh, Chicken Neck again trying to use his uh, Montgomery Ward card to buy one. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to get him straightened out. That's your assignment this year, okay? Get him straightened out. I do my best. You know what would help? A rope. Oh, cable. Chain. On a crisp and clear day with the light breeze coming off of Anna's famed seaside, Malacorn Drive. What'd you call it? Cubans. Not Maricon, Maricon. Maricon. A lot of Cubans were still talking Wednesday quietly but forcefully about Fidel Castro's decision to retire. Over and over they talked about change. Over and over they talked about watching whatever they want on TV and about the lives they see but can't touch and about the need to breathe. The Cuban has been like a dolphin. He's been in water up to his neck and he still applauds, said Julio 35, a pedicab driver. That's changing now. What they give us is not enough. Julio. Cubans have been complaining more in recent months about their rock-bottom salaries, the milk they can't find for their children, the hotels reserved for foreign tourists, the trips abroad they can't take. And they seem more willing than before to blame those ills on the island's communist economic system now that Raul Castro, who's called for open debates on the country's shortcomings, appears ready to take full command after Brother Fidel announced Tuesday that he's stepping down as president. Cuba's Legislative National Assembly will meet Sunday to elect a new president of its ruling council of state. The top title Fidel Castro has held since 1976. Raul, 76, long designated as Fidel's successor, is expected to win the title. Hey, Raul! You fairy! 
People are realizing that you don't have to be a communist to be a revolutionary, Julio added, using the word in a way that seemed to imply criticism of the Cuban revolution's lack of change in decades. A revolutionary is just someone who wants change. Things here have to change. Now that Fidel Castro has left power, we don't know if it will be three days or three months, but in the next year or two, things need to happen. Ariel, 28, a cab driver, echoed Julio's take. His take. We see the tourists coming in, we talk to them, but it's a life we can't touch, Ariel said as he looked around nervously. Everything here is so controlled that people are starting to question everything. It's so controlled. Sounds like America again. Like you can't say, oh, don't say that. What is this? Monasteries have uh, been attacked on several occasions. Uh, ten years ago, when uh, uh, NATO forces, uh, um, once they pushed out Serb paramilitary forces in the Yugoslav uh, army at the time, there was a revenge, a spate of revenge. A uh, protest in Serbia. They stormed the U.S. embassy and they're all whipped up into a frenzy. Anybody care? No. You care about Serbia? No. The evolution of willingness to question the only political and economic system that most Cubans have ever known has been fueled by the flow of foreign visitors, the numerous pirate satellite TV antennas, and underground music, much of it from Miami. Before, we were happy as socialists because that's what we thought we wanted, Julio said, going on to quote from a song making the rounds in Cuba they identified as Quien Manda, or Who's in Charge. Hay que sacarlo de donde está porque el daño no se va. What? That's he right. must be removed from his place because the damage is not going away. I que Carlo de donde esta porque el daño no se va. I thought I did that fairly well. You did a great job. <laughs> I don't have any. Well, I know a couple of the words. I listen to that. I watch Univision. But for that, they'd arrest me if they caught me, Julio Edda. That can't be for watching Univision. You should be arrested for watching that. Now, they had those uh, novellas on there? Mm-hmm. No, like I said. Armando, 56, a biologist, argued that the lack of hubbub in Cuba over Castro's decision to step down underlined the calm that has prevailed on the island nation since Castro underwent emergency surgery in June 2006 and handed over power to his brother temporarily. There's been such tranquility in Cuba these past two years that he's been sick because I believe people have felt relief, Armando said. Now that he's officially stepped down, the people can really breathe. <sighs> Get that long chew. Start breathing now. Raul's been promising profound reforms to fix the nation's many economic ills since his brother became ill, but he adopted only minor changes so far because of apparent resistance from Castro. For the past 19 months, unlike his charismatic and long-winded brother, Raul nevertheless keeps his speeches short and declined to call for the massive street marches that Castro was noted for. Now I can watch my Brazilian telenovelas without worrying that they're going to be interrupted by a six-hour speech, Armando said. We Cubans have to entertain ourselves somehow. Little things like that matter. Those telenovelas, baby. Although many Cubans are anticipating a better future under Raul, some also say they look back on the old with a certain nostalgia for the only ruler they've known since 1959. Even though I don't like his... By the way, steak and shake for the poll. Put it on there, please. All right. All right. Even though I don't like his system, I still feel some nostalgia since he will, will no longer be the head of our government, Armando said. Cubans interviewed for this story seem to have different theories about who's going to be the next president, with most of older generation betting on Raul and the young often tending toward Vice President Carlos Lage or Foreign Minister Felipe Perez Roque, both much younger. But in Cuba, change still comes slowly when it does come. It's too soon to put somebody young in there, Armando said. Somebody under the age of 100. Right? Like putting somebody right. in uh, Sunrise Lakes under the age of 100. Not yet. We're working on that. When in doubt, throw the uh, young people out. That's the Florida uh, slogan. When in doubt, throw the youngsters out. You have to be at least 100. Death plus 10. And now that they're closing down the Rascal House, maybe that will help lower the demographic. 
You think anybody under the age of 90 generally goes in a rascal house? I don't think so. Except that college kid that had the uh, orange juice spilled all over his pants. Remember that? I told yep. That should be your worst problem, Sonny. That should be your worst problem. Bitch. That's what he should have said. Bitch, clean it up. Remember like Carlo in Godfather. And look what happened to Carlo. No, he I met didn't. Leif Garrett. You want to meet Leif Garrett in a dark uh, alleyway? No, thanks. Does anybody know who that is anymore, do you think? Leif Garrett? The, the team I think they know who guy? Garrett Gomez is. What? Old people. Like me, old queens know who Leif Garrett was. 244 on a pool. What restaurant chain's got the best desserts? I don't eat dessert, 90, uh, 98. Cheesecake Factory 92 is just clobbering everybody else. Oh, my God. How, can you uh, explain that to me? Explain it. Maybe they got good desserts. Well, I sure didn't have one. Look at that. Down three on the uh, streaming right now. Uh-oh. Texas streaming just went down, and now it's back up. Cheesecake Factory 94, Denny's 13, Longhorn Steakhouse 8, Friday 7, uh, Bennigan 6, Applebee's 5, Chili's 5, Grand Lux Cafe 4, Ruby Tuesdays 4, Roadhouse Grill 2, and Steak and Shake just went on. Don't have nothing yet. Their shakes are to die for. Have you ever had the shakes at Steak and Shake? You betcha. The burgers, if they're not falling apart, they're pretty good. They're okay. But the, sh the shakes are like... I, I get the shakes just to thinking about it. We're down again on the streaming, baby. Down again. Sports Radio 560 Up again. Sports Radio 560 Up again. Will he still be coming down to paradise? Will live in both places at the same time? Will he be thinner or still be fat? Or will he adopt a cat? I don't think he'll want to move back to Florida when he's 69. Making his sandwiches, flapping around in his underwear. Syndicated worldwide on the satellite Or just still waiting for the Beasleys to die Will he be spending most of his time Lunging at Woodbine Yes Keeping his time filled Rewriting his last will When Neil's 69 You think he's going to spend a lot of hot times In the town of Boylan Or is that too queer? He'll be an old gay A much older cranky girl With olive oil in his shoe Will he retire or be on the air On Sport Hole Radio Will he win Lotto or marry young Paco when Neil's 69? Oi! Uh-oh. Texas streaming is down again, and uh, Brandon's got a good one for the dessert pool, and you forgot all about it, George. Shame on you. The melting pot. We added it. What do you mean by that? We just added it in the break. Right. Well, what happened to George? I'm right here. Oh. What do you mean you just added it during the break? 
How did you know that? Was it a psychic? I got an email from someone. Do you want me to tell you who? I mean, I didn't read the name or anything. Harry. Harry from Brandon, though, right? Who? No, I got an email from Harry that says... How do you like Paul that? Maybe Harry and desserts. Brandon are like on the same wavelength. Maybe, maybe uh, Brandon maybe is Harry. Harry. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Eleven, Harry uh, Brandon. Eleven dropouts on the Texas... Uh, good thing we're almost out of here, man. I'll tell you that right now. We're almost out of here. For the day. We'll be back tomorrow, though, or, or maybe not. Maybe I'll come in in the morning and say, I don't want I don't know. I, I doubt it. Because tomorrow's a big day. It's your Gulf Stream Day. Right on. Debris from that obliterated U.S. spy satellite is being tracked over the Pacific Atlantic Ocean, but appears to be too small to cause any damage on Earth. A senior military officer said today, just hours after a Navy missile scored a direct hit on the falling satellite, falling and failing. Marine General James Cartwright, Vice Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and an expert on military space technologies, told a Pentagon news conference that officials have a high degree of confidence that the missile launched from a Navy cruiser Wednesday night hit exactly where intended. He estimated there was an 80 to 90 percent chance that the missile struck the most important target on the satellite, its fuel tank, containing a thousand pounds of hydrazine, which Pentagon officials say could have posed a health hazard to humans if it had landed in a populated area, if it would have made it through the atmosphere, which anybody knows it would not, but nevertheless... Unlike most spacecraft that fall out of orbit and re-enter the atmosphere, this satellite had almost a full fuel tank because it lost power and became uncontrollable shortly after it reached its initial orbit in December 2006. Cartwright said the hydrazine loan was justification for undertaking the unprecedented effort to use a Navy missile interceptor to attempt to destroy the satellite in orbit. Cartwright said experts were still watching the debris fields and couldn't yet rule out that hazardous material would fall to Earth, but indicated this appeared likely to pose a problem. Thus far, we've seen nothing larger than a football, he said, referring to debris spotted by radars and other sensors. A football. Grab it. Get in that locker room with it, baby. Squeeze it. And remember, what happens in the locker room stays stays in the locker room. That's right. You got it. No, I don't, and I'm glad. (laughs) They got it. Yeah. And I'm glad, too. (laughs) Real glad. They're smiling from ear to ear. Well, we're back up on that Texas screaming again. I, I don't know what that's all about. Now, now, let me ask you this. I mean, I know it's a stupid question. Maybe Chris knows the answer, maybe not. Maybe Eric knows it. I'm sure Eric knows it. What's up? We got that California streaming and Texas streaming, which, you know, we never used to have that, but now it's up there. Um, are people in different parts of the country, like, accessing, like, listening online uh, on the different servers? In other words, depending on where you live? It seems inane yes. to me that one... Huh? Yes. So then how are people in South Florida not getting interrupted uh, when the Texas one goes out and the California one stays up? Depending on what your, which Internet service provider you're using, you're taking advantage of a server somewhere, and who knows where that is. Texas or right. We have, we have one that says right. Yenemsville. That's right. That's a popular server. 262 on a dessert pool and 104 say, I don't eat dessert. But you should. It's good. I don't want nah, don't. You shouldn't. I mean, it's good, but it's not good, good for you. Not good for you. Well, you know, what turn is? you into a fat diabetic. Oh, I'm already there. So what uh-huh. does it make? Maybe I'll have like some uh, good crap at Woodbine. Maybe I'll actually eat one of the free meals in that horrible. What the hell's the name of that restaurant in there? The um, Willows. The Willows. Oh my God! I can eat free there all I want. All I got to do is go get my uh, my thing. Yes. Give me your card, and they give you the a thing. thing. Although they really resent the old Chinamen that come in there uh, trying to don't gamble, and they put their card in the thing, and, and we're going to give you a free meal. Are you kidding us? Get out of here, Chinamen. A lot of Chinamen here, man. Gail Collins says, look up in the sky. 
in the New York Times. I don't know if I have time to read this or not. Do I? It's, it's good. It's cute. Now I'll save it for tomorrow. Don't go. Don't have time. Wouldn't that be something to start reading a very well, not very important, that but would a be pretty a good article. Yeah. No, no, I don't want to do that. And then, like, say, come back tomorrow for the rest of it. My God. Peter Cornblow's got a good column here the day after Fidel. Look at that. Now, this is also too... Well, anything is too long to read now because we're almost out of time. Let me put it at the top of my pile. Gear Collins and uh, Peter, the day after Fidel. Now, do you, you, you perceive, do you get the feeling that people are all whipped up into a frenzy? Absolutely I don't know. I, mean, I not, could be wrong. Well, the nobody media, here cares. The media would really like there to be something going on. You know, and they're they're putting a camera on everybody walking down the street trying to you know catch something going on, but there's nothing going on. You mean people aren't rolling down their windows and yelling out <laughs> like that? <laughs> Not no. any more than any other day. Oh, Jose, <laughs> Jose. I see. Oh, we're down again in Texas. I see. Fifteen dropouts. How are we doing on that uh, Neil's deal thing? Oh, we're back up again. Thank God. If we can get out of here today and just have both the servers up, I'll feel like we've accomplished. We got what, 62? Yep. See, there's another one, man. Another two. Another pair. You have little faith. 62. That means we sold 38. And by the what way, they have, boo- they have a full bar there, booze and everything. You can use your certificate for booze. There for you all go. those boozers in the audience, you know. Right. And they're right down, you know, they're on 79th Street Causeway, thereabouts, that area. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's a very good location. Yes, right right yes, there. Yes. In Fort Lauderdale. Right. Smack dab. And the food is excellent. Like you said, you can go in there and get boozed up. What, what's not to like? You know, it's only 25 bucks. But then again, we and do now that our they're best. not in the studio anymore, sitting right across from me, the help is hot. Really? Hotter than kimchi, baby. Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. So how many guys were there? None. Oh, well, the chef. He well, was the not so not hot. He was I've not so hot. Not hot at all. Chef. No. Oh, oh, we're back down again on the Texas server. I'll be danged. Eight, 16 of those. Now, what what causes this? Why does this crap go on? Well, don't, don't go into a big technical explanation. It's one of those things. Just... Technical difficulties, like the connection between us gets lost sometimes, you know, because technical it's wired. Yeah. yeah, but why does it keep dropping out? When it down, why does it a bad down? day. Maybe it's weather-related. Maybe a pigeon farted. Or maybe because it's in Texas, and the Lord is pretty pissed off about what's going on in Texas, because there's a few Julios there, a few Mexicans that want to vote for a swillery. And the Lord is going to smote him and smite him. You think that might have something to do with it? And like I said, who cares? Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. It's day huh? in Miami town. At 560 WQAM. <laughs> I've been drinking and driving so long I can't see why it's wrong Be totally smashed by the time I get to Phoenix But the cop didn't see my point So I needed